Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dance Bounce Radio. Where are my shoes? Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films just need fixing. Today we're talking about Warcraft, colon, the beginning. And they really, they hold their <laughs> shot with the beginning. <laughs> like, uh, is, this, is this the start of our franchise? Maybe, maybe. So they're, so, they're so desperate. To begin a franchise that they forget to kind of do a movie, like a first movie to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, this is sort of the same problem that is sort of facing a lot of these now films that are starting and maybe be in the wake of, I guess, all the Marvel Cinematic Universes. A lot yeah. of people are like, no, no, we want a franchise. We want a franchise. We want a franchise. So they're like, yeah, let's make a franchise film. So Warcraft had it. Uh, BVS had it. Mm. It killed um, those Spider-Man reboots, but oh, good. Man, oh, man. yeah. What a tragedy that film was. And uh, Those films were. What was, were, what was the, the monster films? the second one. <laughs> the second one is a travesty of biblical proportions. Mm. It's such a mess. Still have yet to see it. Oh, like, don't. Just, it's really bad. And it's so <laughs> weird being such a Marvel fanboy. How have you missed it? Like, I just was like, everyone's like, it's trash. I'm like, no, nah, fair. I'll avoid. But okay. like, if you were to tell, again, a 15-year-old Zamet to be like, there's going to be a Spider-Man film that is a sequel and you're just never going to watch it because it's trash. At 50, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> nah, fuck off. These, like, have you seen like Spider-Man 1 and 2? Well, they're good. Mm. Oh, the, the relationship they make between um, Harry and Peter is so bizarre. Yeah. Like, they were apparently friends for, like, years and as they were children, but then they've just reconvened suddenly, and now they're best mates again immediately after seeing each other it's for a good two minutes. very convenient for the film. Very and convenient. Got, like, Felicity Jones is in it too, right? For, yeah. Like, she's, one uh, scene? Yeah, she's, like, Harry's she assistant, and she's talk. meant to be, like, Black mm. Spider or Black, Black Widow. She doesn't Black even Cat. talk long enough Black for Cat. you to yeah, go, like, oh, she's doing an accent. Like... Yeah. <laughs> She's just, yeah, she's just not there yeah. enough. Well, there's a, there's a problem with Amazing Spider-Man. I always felt when I was watching the first Spider-Man, as in the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the problem there was they were just trying to adapt the ultimate Spider-Man story. Yeah. Because in that, that comic run with um, uh, Bendis and Bagley's run, everything is so interconnected and inter, like, interlocked yeah. that everything is not really much of a coincidence, but it is like, ah, this leads to this, leads to that, and it's all very much just intertwined. And in a, as a comic book, you can read that, and it's over a <laughs> hundred and something issues. You're mm. like... Okay. It's good, but as a movie, yeah. Okay. No, no. <laughs> like, uh, they set up that yeah. conspiracy with his parents. Do they ever. Oh, no, they don't pay off on that no. at all. And I was like, that's coming in part three. They're, and they're also trying happened. to set up a Sinister Six movie. Yeah, that <laughs> At the same time. And Who was going to direct that? Was it Joe Carnahan or someone like that had their hands oh, on God, it and then it just fell away? I think Mark Webb was going to take it. You know what they should do? Superior Foes of Spider Man. That would be a great film. 
Have you read that one? No, I haven't. Oh, it's terrific, man. I heard that was good. It was like was it Boomerang. Spencer. Was it Boomerang? Yeah, Boomerang's was the like main the leader, and he's yeah, yeah. like just completely shit. As, as long as I can get the shocker, I shocker don't really is care. in it. It's good. beautiful. I'm sold. It's so good. They're the Sinister <laughs> Six, and there's only five of them. <laughs> it's just great. So yeah, there was like Spider Man did that. Uh, there was that Dracula. Yep. Un- Dracula, Dracula Untold. untold. Yeah. They tried to be like cinematic universe. They're still going ahead with that, but they I think are? they've rebooted it, so it's going to be a different Universal Monsters. Is this all tied universe? in with like the Mummy reboot yeah. with Tom Cruise? Yeah, that's going to yeah, be the okay, starting yeah. point, which should be good, probably. <sighs> good luck, luck, guys. Unless they fuck it again. Good luck. Well, hopefully they won't just pitch us the sequels and actually make a film first and then go on from there. It's not rocket science. I don't think they Iron Man 1 didn't spend a whole ton of time building up the Avengers. Mm. There's not really anything Avengers related up until Sam Jackson walks in at the end. Yeah. It's just telling its own little story. And and that's in most of the like most of the Marvel um, Most of the first films films for a Marvel character is just about that character. And then that sort of even look at even like you know Star Wars. Look at Star Wars. The first New Hope is all just a self-contained nice little story. It is. Yeah. And then it expands out. It's mostly um, because they didn't know it yeah. would work. <laughs> it's very true. And, yeah. I, and I guess maybe everyone's just a bit too cocksure now. Yeah. Like, and I, mean, I don't know why, but that's maybe really against DC initially, was them being like, all right, we're going to make BVS, and then before it's even released, we're going to have all these movies planned. And the same thing with Marvel, towards like the, like the end of Phase 2, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing so well, we're going to have all these planned. It's like, hang on, mate. Don't get so sure of yourself. Stop that. <laughs> Bit of ego check. All right, then. See, that that ego you've been talking about is how you get films with the subtitles at the beginning. Yes. Yes. So, Warcraft, the beginning. Initial thoughts. I'm kind of mad at you, Zammet, for telling me to go see it. <laughs> I'm like, just I know mad it's at- not your fault, but... Oh. I'm just mad at myself. <laughs> Guys, confession, I saw it in gold class. Oh, you king. That could, uh, that could only make it better, surely. <laughs> that was terrible. I just sat there going, I was bit... it's only actually like 30 bucks, I think, which, like, what are movie tickets okay. now? Because yeah, 20, we went there. I, went I paid there. 20 for mine and I wasn't so happy. Go. Mm. I was catching up with a friend of mine. It was like, you can see the three-day one that starts in 40 minutes for like 25 bucks. So you can see gold class now for 30. And I was like, I'll see gold class. Yeah. You yeah. um, have a chicken parma. It was, it was still oh. shit. <laughs> I enjoyed that I could have a beer while I watched Warcraft because I needed that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I hated it. <laughs> you hated it, Goose? Yeah, hated it. <laughs> uh, I was. It was a perfectly serviceable five out of ten film for me. It, it is wasn't, at best of four. It wasn't amazing by any sense of name. It just, it wasn't like BVS bad. Like it was not good. Like yeah, okay, four, yeah, four out of ten. I'll I'll agree with four out of ten. Yeah. Like, it was not good, but <laughs> it, it wasn't a, just a certain kind of bad film to make me question whether or not it's the worst film I've seen all year. When in this year I've seen BVS and Gods of Egypt <laughs> at the cinema. God, <laughs> no, nah, BVS takes the cake. I think BVS might. Oh, but that's got more to do with the expectation that you put on that. No, I, think I came in really. I BVS, came into Warcraft I ha- like this is probably going to be crap, and it delivered. Okay, <laughs> so BVS, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm. Optimistic, but yeah, I stupidly like, got excited. I, I thought Zack Snyder maybe he's gonna pull it off. I no, didn't think Zack Snyder would fuck me twice in a row. <laughs> Most people don't. I didn't think he would, but then yeah. boy, he committed. He, he sure did. So <laughs> I know Warcraft. I was, I was, I was very optimistic. Mm. A little bit. Well, I, I knew, it was, I knew it wasn't gonna be good. Yeah, but I was optimistic because I had Duncan Jones as yeah. a director. Oh yeah. And yeah. like I'm, any of you guys being like a fan of the games, even the World of Warcraft or the initial um, RTSs? I've never played it. The only exposure I really have to Warcraft is the South Park episode. <laughs> that's <laughs> mostly that's most of what I got. So I sat there, sort of in the movie, and I thought, oh, I think this is really bad. But there was this little bit in the back of my head where I'm like, 
are they being like really faithful to the games and the story of the games and maybe no. that's happening? And then no. it, I no, assume okay. that's why the ending of the film was so terrible. Yeah, so unsatisfying. Because like, you know, it's okay. That's one of the being, worst endings. They're being true to the law. Uh, no. But no, they're not, apparently. It's no. just this terrible, underwhelming, awful ending where everybody hates each other and no one's learned anything. I've Correct. seen some people say it's faithful, though. What's faithful is just like the character designs and things so, like that. Um, so some of the things are faithful. Like uh, some of the, One of the things I really loved about the film was the, the, the aesthetic. Yep. I love the look of the orcs. I love the look of the armor and yep. the swords yep. and all that kind of shit of the um, human side. Um, so that was really nice. Some of the kind of designs are very, very faithful. And to to its, to its credit, some of the some of the story elements and some of the sort of little characterizations were true to that sort of story. But yep. it ends up sort of getting a little bit, I don't know, hodgepodge. They're sort of like were cramming too much in while adding some of their own elements. Like Adjuan Lothar, his son, Callan, yep. is its own creation. Yeah. The Glenn Close character, who was the, who she? the the woman that you know that didn't that, that black box? Oh, you know the, the Dementor? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. The Dementor that runs around the library. That's her. <laughs> That's her. <laughs> That's Glenn Close. Uh she's a completely new character, I think, that okay. was just for this. And this whole from darkness light from light darkness. Like less oh, yeah. that's I think new, unless I'm missing something. But I was like, What? Is can, it something for something? That's kind of can one of you or someone on Twitter just explain to me what that means. <laughs> yeah, so I don't get it. Like I was really tired when I saw Warcraft, so so much so that in the final battle I was nodding off. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, I just what, wasn't paying enough attention because light no, from darkness, there. darkness from light just didn't mean anything. What's that seem to film where it's always like uh, it's always darkest before dawn? What I think that's like that from. I don't know. You get that's that a really from the cliche. Dark night where you get that. Is that? The, yeah, but he's night taking that from just somewhere. The dawn. Yeah, yeah the so dawn is coming, and then I cry because it's beautiful. It is. <laughs> but is that what it's? Is it from darkness, light, light, dark? Is that what they were trying to do? Like a little bit of a sneaky dark night? They're like, it worked for Harvey Dent. Let's just take. I it honestly and... can't say. I've got no idea what they were trying to do with that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. So it was it was faithful in some regards. Who did it relate to though? That saying, like, I what? don't know. Was it, it makes no sense. Was it? Corona? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe... This movie made me try too hard to think while yeah. I was watching Warcraft. I'm like, this shouldn't happen. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm, I'm a fan of the Warcraft okay. series. I loved all the okay. War, like, Warcraft 2 was one of my favorite games as a kid. Warcraft 3 was one of my favorite games as a teen. How many and, are they? What are they up to now? Like, um, so then after Warcraft, so they did Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2, then the expansion Warcraft 2, then uh, Warcraft 3, expansion Warcraft 3. Yep. And that was all the RTSs. Okay. So real-time strategy, sort of top-down view, clicky-clicky, build units, send them over there to attack. Yep. And they had really, really cool storylines, especially Warcraft 3. Uh, and then after Warcraft 3, then they released the MMO, which is the World of Warcraft, okay, yeah. which is now in its, what, 10th year or something? Oh, longer than that. No, surely. longer than that. I was playing it in high school. Yeah. Is it still going strong? Like, with popularity? Uh, I, th- I think they sort of come, it comes and goes. Like, okay. I know I could have, I was I playing remember it reading last year that everyone was getting real mad at Blizzard for a bunch of stuff. And I think World of Warcraft was one of the things they were getting mad about. Okay. So it's probably, in, I'm just going to guess with no fact checking whatsoever. <laughs> it's probably in a bit of a down slump at the moment, considering um, there's so much competition for it now. What else did Blizzard do? Is this their first film? Uh, this is their first film, yep. yeah. but they did, they like the Starcraft, they did Overwatch, they did mostly games. So like Overwatch Diablo. has just been new, Star- Diablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Warcraft sort of is still going strong, and yeah. they they sort of do like, hey, you can play now for this, and they do incentives, and like every every person who has played WoW is fighting that Warcraft itch to be like, maybe I'll just play it for a little bit and see what happens. Like I I did, uh, I want to say uh, this, earlier this year, I was like, what if I just install it? I'll play like a couple levels. I'll see what happens. I'll see what happens. And I'm like, yeah, I need to stop. I need to stop. I, need to stop. <laughs> I, I can see this consuming. I, I have the same thing with the Total War games. Mm. The time you spend on them, it just dis- 
disappears. There are so many nights. Like, I was playing it back when I was at mm. university. Was it like Shogun Total yeah, War? Yeah, that sort of stuff. I'd be playing uh, Medieval 2 Total War. I was got I got obsessed with that game. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. And I'll be playing it. I'll look at my watch. It's like, it's 11.30. I've been playing it for about three hours now. Mm-hmm. I'll go until 12, go to bed, wake up, sick. Mm. Check my watch again half an hour later. It's 2.30. <laughs> oh, I've spent three hours just... Fighting German Germans yeah. and Frenches. See, and with, with, with World of Warcraft. Noble work. The, no. giant, the giant <laughs> problem. Oh, yeah. with the giant problem there was for me was like, all right, I'm going to be playing. And you start playing at around about, you know, eight o'clock and you're playing with your Australian New Zealand mates and whatever. Yeah. And, they, and they're like, oh, they're going to go to bed. And they go to bed. Your Canadian US buddies come on. You're like, oh, I'll just keep playing with them. And so you're playing with them. And they're like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. They're going to like, oh, I'll go to bed. And like, sick. Then your Australian New Zealand buddies come on. You're like, I guess I'll just keep playing. <laughs> Crack open the 14th V. <laughs> So it's it's not healthy for me, <laughs> I oh. think. So yeah, I I am a big fan of the law. I you know read all the books, and there's like a comic book that like is not good. Like I'll I'll happily say that. Mm-hmm. But you read it all? Uh, <laughs> I think I read a few of them, and yeah. I was just like, mm, this is not good. a few volumes. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody of note write it or? I don't remember, so I don't I don't think probably so. not. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a there's a couple of really good books. Um, I think by Christy. Gold, I think is her name, and she did Rise of the Horde, which is all about Thrall's backstory. Where I think a lot of the um, you know, little baby that gets in Moses River, yep, yeah, that's Thrall. So, okay, um, presumably he's like the lead of the second film. Is that going to be a thing? Like or? The third film? Who? I just can't. Technically, believe- Warcraft Three is the, is a main player in Warcraft Three. Okay, um, and this is like really only part of Warcraft One. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they had the end stinger. The post credit scene was a baby going ah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's such a weeks. It was, but it's kind of cute. It's cute, but it's not like doesn't make me think. Baby. Yeah, I want to see what's going to happen no, with this. It's just, thinking, oh, it just look made my ovaries go like baby. So yeah, Zabbat's gone baby crazy. A little bit. <laughs> um, orc, orc baby too. Little, yeah, he's <laughs> very cute. He's like, ah, you little scruffy's here. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge I, again, huge fan of the mm. sort of lore. I loved all that kind of stuff, but. I don't play it anymore for time reasons, mostly. And so, there's, again, looking at the film, there's a lot of stuff that I liked, which was the aesthetic and the music. I really like the music. Oh, the music. And well, track good, number actually. two, The Horde. Mm. Listen to that. The last, like, 40 seconds of that on repeat forever. Mm. <coughs> Fair I enough. I love it so much. Okay. Hopefully that was played at the top of the episode, Samit. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll make sure it is. Good. Because uh, a friend of mine, we saw it with him when I went and saw it the second time, and he was, like, saying, ah, oh, the... The music for him was a bit too repetitive. It was a bit too much like, they were just like, all right, orcs like war drums, let's just cram that in. Like, I can see where it's coming from, but I liked it, so. I think your friend might be a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's lovely. Nah, I don't think so, (laughs) The music was composed by uh, Ramin Jawadi. Is it the Game of Thrones dude? Game of Thrones dude, Uh, Pacific Rim dude. One of my favourite composers going around. Fair enough. He does good work. So I enjoyed work. The visuals, I enjoyed the music and yep. aesthetic. There were a couple of CG moments of just like, hmm, I don't think that worked that really well. That, that big demon thing. So when Medivh turns into a giant demon, you're like, uh, hmm. Yeah. And then when um, they're leaving the city and there's a giant statue of Medivh yep. in the crowd and you're like, is that a statue or is that floating above nothing? Because it kind of <laughs> looks like it's floating above nothing. My favourite moment was actually when uh, I think one of the orcs picked up a horse and just threw it at someone. Oh, that was yes. good. That was fucking great. But then one of the orcs in that just starts laughing, yes. which is really fucking good because I'm like, you know what? Yeah. They know how great they are. And that is my favourite part of the film. Mm. Everything involving the horde and mm. the orcs was so great. Mm. I was so into that. If it was just the horde and the orcs, this film was a 7 out of 10 at Yeah, least. The, pe- the humans let this movie down. Yeah, yeah, as we so often do. Yep. And yep. Ben Foster. Yeah. Which is so surprising. 
He was, yeah. he was, I liked him as Medivh, but he just I did didn't not. give not much to do. This is the first the time I've ever yeah, seen Cadgar. Like, yeah, like oh him, oh wet blanket Cadgar. Yeah, that, none of that. What a charisma vacuum oh, that yeah. character was. <laughs> I want to take him into the bathroom and drown him in the sink. That was just <laughs> so annoying. And this is the first film I've ever seen Ben Foster be bad in. Like a few weeks ago, Zaman and I watched mm. Three Ten to Yuma. Oh, he's great. And so Ben good. Foster is yeah. amazing oh, in Three Ten to Yuma. Film. Mm. Great film. And he's always had that sort of thing where he's been amazing actor mm-hmm. in these sort of terrible movies or these movies that people don't see. And he's been this unsung he's, he's hero like, for he's a long He's always time. the best. Like 30 Days of Night, have you seen that? Yeah. He's awesome in that. Like Even the, like, the first Punisher film with Thomas Jane, he has this really small oh, yeah. supporting role. It's just yeah. like this... He's really got all the piercings. He's got all these piercings, and he's just—he's great in that too. Last Stand, fucking amazing. Last Stand, that that Angel short film that was included in that feature film for some (laughs) reason, so really great. But in this film, he's not good. Mm. Like, and some of the best moments in this film, I would say, are orcs. Like the the bit where Juritan and um, Ogram are like just looking at their encampment and just throwing rocks at each other, having a chat. That was really fucking good. Like, I even I even like the scene you know that uh, Juritan has with his wife at the start. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm in. This yeah. is going to be good. And then it all went you know, downhill. But everything, the orcs were the strongest part Everything of with the orcs. From yeah. Ogrim's like, little yeah. smirk before he runs through the portal, he's like, this is going to be sick. Yeah. I'm going to have a great time because my name is Doomhammer. And yeah. that's the best thing in the world. <laughs> it <laughs> is. And even that... Uh, see, one of my books of the favorite movie, the favorite scene in this movie was when Gul'dan is talking to Ogrim and he's just got that guy there and he's just so slowly taking in his soul like a guy smoking a, like a yeah. sneaky like cigarette. Hooker. Just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You want to come to the horde? That's great. Yeah, we can do that. I, fucking, I thought it was really, really good. I really hope they remake Warcraft with an entirely Australian orc cast. So you get that, you're like, yeah, horde's fucking sweet, mate. You're going to love it. I'm real, I'm real proud of you, mate. Yeah, real proud of you. Like, you want some kush? Oh, you didn't always used to be this way, but you know what? Times are changing, and uh, I think we've got to adapt with the times, mate. All right, you look yeah. i gotta, I got to go down to Centrelink. You just, I'll see you, you right, just mind, You just mind the camp, mate. You just mind the camp, all right? Look off on misses. Don't fuck her. Well, we'll fucking smack you in the mouth. You can fuck her yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can fuck yeah. her a little bit. It's all right. Yeah. Right. And then you'll, you'll, bastard. Come yeah, on. you're a good boy. You're then good weirdly, boy. it's directed by Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would the one thing that could make this movie worse. <laughs> directed by Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> Oof. So, however, that said, of all these little great little horde moments, uh, what Warcraft gets wrong is the Most story. Things? I would say the yeah. story and the is, writing and the uh, acting. Ah, oh, some mm. the majority of the act. Any acting outside of the orcs, probably. I liked like, Adjuan Lothar. Oh, yeah, okay. some of his stuff. Like he's it was nice. Really good. He's really good in Vikings as well, mm. and he plays it yeah. sort of similar. And that what's kind his of accent? Thing. I don't know. He's an Australian actor. He's from Echuca, yeah. and he's for some reason doing the same sort of Swedish voice he does that he in, has Vikings. in Vikings. But then, like mm. his sister, I think he's maybe is just doing do an British. American accent. There's a lot of American accents. I haven't seen so many American accents yeah. in like a fantasy movie. That really honest. stuck out to me. Normally, I, get like British. I or don't something think like that. American accents suit fantasy. No. It doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, what, but it, why was his accent so different from his sister? I don't know. Why does his sister call him by his their last name? Yeah, like, that, that was, was also weird. very odd and strange. <laughs> there was a very lot of little little inconsistencies that you kind of like pick up and like, what? Hang on, explain this to me. Wait, hang on, explain this to me. Nobody in my family calls me Ed Goose because we're all named Ed Goose, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's weird because like I usually a lot of people call me Zamet because we've got Joel Dusha, so we end up between Zamet and Dusha. So yeah. when I'm in my family, I'm like, oh yeah, my name isn't Zamet. We're all Zamets. <laughs> oh okay, so. I think what gets wrong is the story and like some of the like I think the acting was 
okay, but some of the words out of their mouth, you're like, what are you trying to say? I yeah. think I it's an indicator. I, if yeah. Ben Foster is bad in your movie, then maybe it's the director letting all the actors down. I, I think if Ben Foster's bad, work. it's a really, really bad script because you've <laughs> mm-hmm. seen him in films that are a bit mediocre and he yeah. kind of you know delivers. It, yeah. The script must be terrible for this. And, I, mean, I mean, it, it is, was. It we, is, could, yeah. we could see it. We could, see, we yeah. could hear it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like To me, it was very, it was confusing in some parts and, and, and too brief in, in some others. parts. Oh, yeah, Most parts. Most parts. So, I don't get anything involving wizards. Anything no, at all. Not at what all. What is this apprentice bullshit? Why are they telling him he's the Who's apprentice? A, what's a guardian? I don't know. So I, what was the Kieran Tor thing? What is exactly. Why were they there? You don't get to there? know that. Oh, do, I, do, <laughs> do I have to come back for like number two to figure that out? Or? Potentially. Like I know, but it's just like no, you don't need this in there. So again, Orcsite, fucking amazing. I think it was handled very well. Mm. And initially, I was thinking, all right, so the Orcsite is fine. You just need to tighten up the human side. And I'll get to that in a bit, but in working out the best way to sort of tackle the human side, I sort of stopped and realized something about the orcs. One question, who's in charge? Like, who's actually making the rules and who the, the, who the ones that the orcs are cat- following? Caterpillar. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, like who else? <laughs> He's the one who gives all the orders, so surely it must be him. But it should be Blackhand. He's the war chief, right? Yep. So Black is like, I am the war chief. And, you know, and that is a very big and very important title for the orcs. But there's a moment where Black Hand is almost killed by Gul'dan, where he's like, hey, you know, he, he puts those orders to, uh, you know, put his hand in the foul because he fucked up. So the answer, of course, yeah, right. It's Gul'dan. Gul'dan. What's, what's his title? Like, what's Gul'dan's job title? Warlock. So that's kind of like fucking nothing <laughs> compared to war chief. Exactly. But the movie Gul'dan portrays is- it as like everyone's just bowing down to this Gul'dan guy. is pretty much the Horde's dealer. Well, the thing is, and this is when it comes down to what you know about the law and what you know about the sort of orc kind of hierarchy in this sort of structure. And the idea is every single clan, before they kind of joined together to make the Horde, had their own war chief. So uh, Gul'dan was actually the war chief, or at least the leader of the Stormreaver clan. And in this, Blackhand is the leader of the, um, uh, not the Blacktooth Grin, uh, Blackrock Mountain clan, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is they all get banded together and so all the other little, other the kind of heads of the, the tribes go like, okay, yeah, you're the war chief. And so he's got, you know, sway over everything. Okay. And in the lore, the idea is that Blackhand was meant to be leading it and Gul'dan was secretly leading it uh, as sort of a bit of a puppet master in something called the Shadow Council. Now, the Shadow Council is a very big important thing in the orc culture because they're just like cunts. They are just <laughs> like cunts who made some deals with some demons and are trying to orchestrate a lot of shit happening and... Gul'dan's a leader of the Shadow Clan. So you're right. It kind of sort of portrays Gul'dan as the leader. But there's a scene where Juritan challenge Gul- challenges Gul'dan and Blackhand makes Gul'dan fight. Yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> so <laughs> so then you're like, okay, so Blackhand is is the leader. And you could argue that, well, the arm choppy off scene was done in private and it's, you know, Gul'dan leading the orcs through Blackhand, but it's done in public. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Ogrum There's goes a lot to... of people there. Yeah. yeah. Orcs there, I should say. And, you know, when, when Ogrum goes to Gul'dan, where he, you know, when he sort of semi-betrays the Frostwolves, and he's sort of sitting on the throne, you know, taking that cigarette kind of um, uh, scene, and it makes him look like King of the Orcs, but he's not. And Gul'dan shouldn't be. You know, he's a dark magic user, self-serving, power-hungry warlock who should be puppeteering the Horde from behind Blackhand. At least that's what you know he is in the source material, and and what some of the scenes suggest, but not all of the scenes suggest. So he's supposed to be like a bit of a grimmer, worm tongue type yeah. character, yeah. But like a, a, a so more. So the movie efficient. does not nail that at all. So no. I watched it and thought, yeah, he's in charge. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's like, what I took away as well. I definitely got that uh, Black Hand was like the war chief of the horde. Yeah, I thought when the fighting starts, that guy's running the show. Mm, but yeah. like, 
Gul'dan's making all the decisions. No, well, yeah, but yeah. like it, it should be the other way around. It should be like that, but he should be making Gul'dan should be making those decisions in secret. Have, like, have the filmmakers come out and said that's how it should have been? Or I don't like, know because that's yeah, that's just because that's that's like again. No, I don't want to be like, hey, source material of this, but it's like that's sort of what what the source material was, and that's again what some of the scenes are suggesting, and even the the bit where you know Gul'dan is so, so many times is like fuck tradition, kill him, kill him, and it's just kind of like you're not the war chief. No one's listening to you. Yeah. They're kind of more afraid of you because you're a dark magic user and yeah. Blackhand's the chief. And that's what it should have been, in my opinion, anyway. Or even if that wasn't the case, a, a clear idea of structure of the culture would have would have been nice. Yeah. Because, again, I, you know, I know I know the law and I will attempt this episode not to be, you know, Zamet talk to his friends about Warcraft law for three hours. So I'll, um, if we do get to that, I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, that's all right. I got nowhere to be. Good. <laughs> um, but looking at the source material, there's a lot of ways to incorporate that in the film. So, you know, as, as we've discussed in the past of sort of fantasy episode uh, and there was sort of mentioned about adaptations, it doesn't matter if you change things so long as they're in the spirit of what you're adapting. Yeah. You know, generally that makes for a better story. I mean, look at the two worst X-Men films, right? And how they adapted, you know, Angel. Wait, hang on. Let's be clear. What are the two worst X-Men films? X-Men 3 and Apocalypse? Correct. <laughs> Wrong. What do you got? What? X-Men Origins Wolverine happened. Oh, oh sorry, they, I didn't I count that. I don't count them as <laughs> X-Men films. But yeah, if we're counting that, yeah, that's definitely the worst so you look at how they adapted Angel, right. and the brief moment we got in The Last Stand was a better portrayal of the essence of who and what Warren Worthington III is, yeah. rather than all the screen time that we got with him in Apocalypse. Oh, but it was so cool. He had a Metallica bit, and he's Again, all like, him being yeah. German and forced to fight in a cage match is fine, oh, so but him cool. being super aggressive <laughs> and super into the cage match, Metallica listening, bitter and alcoholic. Was he dead at the end? Yep. Yeah. Because he can't fly. Fuck? He died from falling from a great height. He- because he can't oh, fly. Boy. So to me, that's not really a good adaptation of Angel. Whereas the one we saw in The Last Stand, actually a pretty pretty accurate and a very, or an, or at least in the spirit of. Yeah, it was yeah. a solid three minutes. Exactly. Yeah. So adapting is hard. And looking at something like Warcraft, which has so much history and so much backstory and little tales and events here and there that are really interesting to focus on, that I, I, I don't envy Duncan Jones or I believe Sam Raimi was actually attached to this before Duncan was, Jones. Yeah. So I don't, I don't envy these guys or the screenwriters who were in charge of adapting kind of this amazing and spiraling game world. into. Duncan a Jones have a hand in the screenplay or not? Yeah. He did. He, Has he got a credit? Or? Yeah. He ca- when he came into it, it was very human heavy. And he was saying, like, no, 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 it needs to be, like, we need to give some stuff to the orcs. So I'm curious to read the previous. The human one, yeah. should have um, doubled down on that. Yeah. that feeling flow through you. Give it all <laughs> to the orcs. Exactly. So if you look at it being like, okay, so maybe the human side of stuff was written before this and the orc side of stuff was written by Duncan Jones. Maybe it's like, okay, well, Duncan Jones clearly has a better understanding of the orc side of things. And that's why it comes out as so really interesting and nice. But then it's yeah. like, but you're in charge of directing it. So why didn't you? change that human side like what what is happened there, there is there any word on him is he coming back for number two or i, I wouldn't have a clue i know i don't think they've announced or no they, they've sneakily announced a sequel yeah on like i think the chinese facebook china to blame for this which is good china well, is done, good. guys I, well yeah i, I mean i hated office. it but i will watch the second one. Oh, absolutely just see how they fix it i was checking out the uh, box office of it last yeah. night i think it's made a, about <laughs> mm-hmm. a little under 500 million worldwide yeah and about 340 of that comes from, from china, china alone yeah. So, like, it made $40 million in America. So China has saved this franchise. Correct. And it, I mean, Pacific Rim sort of stalled at the moment, but it kind of saved Pacific Rim. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Pacific Rim seems to be on the way now, which is great. John <laughs> Boyega. like franchise oh. Viagra. Well <laughs> done, China. China's well, just oh. letting... It's, you know, it's doing... Would you say it had made it, China? $300 million. 
Three hundred thirty. That that's staggering. It made it's that'd be the most of any twice. film over there, right? Mm. Uh, I think it, because of that, it's the most successful uh, video game adaptation. Yeah, easy by, oh, wow. by a mile. <laughs> it's it's probably the best yeah. as well. Yeah, but that's that's more. There's a real low bar for that. That's such a low bar. And look, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm curious to see where the sequel goes because yeah. sometimes you know the sequel they like, see the problems of the first and then they're kind of like all right we need to now you know establish some other stuff and work at all, all those problems and so hopefully the se- the sequel should be a lot better because it doesn't have to spend so much time establishing bullshit yeah uh, or at least you know wasting time establishing the wrong things the maybe. only issue with the sequel though is what characters are there that you're genuinely like oh cool I can't wait to see what they do next because for me it was the main orc um, mm. Juratan I was like he's cool now he's yeah. gone. I'm I mean, I want to see like, Ogrim, but that's only because I've found out since that his name is Ogrim Doomhammer, and mm-hmm. that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my that's entire life. Good. It's a fucking good name. I just want a Doomhammer movie. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch a Doomhammer movie. Sounds the best. Lothar is king now, right? Yes. No. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah, at the end, like, that's, that's my read on it. That's yeah, because right. yeah. he's the brother of the queen, so I assume that makes him no. next in line, but then he's all like... Yeah. He's just the lion of Lordaeron. But everyone's like, yeah, yeah him. Or the lion of something. I totally, when I watched it, I thought, oh, he's the king? Yeah, I totally thought yeah. he became king. No, that's what a, I took there's from a that. son. Fucking mm, lame. But is he like child protector son. of the realm or the son comes of age or some shit? Maybe. I think he's king. It really felt like he was king. Yeah. Oh, I did not read that at all. I Maybe he is. That's so exactly bad. what I got. He, he shouldn't be. Because the queen like presents him to the crowd. Yeah. And he does the whole and he does that Azeroth. Azeroth thing. Yeah, and they're I all think like, he's more like, you're a champ. Lothar, Lothar. Yeah. I assumed he was becoming king. That's no. what I thought was happening. Oh, if he does, then that's strange. Because like, pretty sure, like... I'm pretty sure he's king. I it felt he like king. Yeah. It's like your, you know, your in-law becoming... I mean, what happens to I his be- sister then? <laughs> if She's that not the queen me, anymore, right? Because that would be yeah. a bit Lannister-ish. If that happened to me... And it turns out that I wasn't king. I'd be really upset because, like, I'd feel the whole nation's led me on. Yeah, if there's a like the second movie, like if Lothar's not king, I want to see him. Where he's like, I thought I was fucking king. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you guys really made me think I was king. Like that was so clear to me. (laughs) When am I getting my crown? It's like you think you've gone on a date. Yeah, yeah. Turns out it's not a date. (laughs) I I genuinely thought this was a date. This is really awkward. I bought you a flower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did not think he was king. I just thought they were just cheering him because he was a sick cunt. That was about it. <laughs> kind of like the you know the end of Star Wars, being like, "Yay, celebration!" <laughs> but no, I, I, I all right. <laughs> sure. I, I, I'm not. I don't now know enough about this Warcraft universe to be like, "You're wrong," because like, fuck, maybe, maybe that's the right of succession. You are Matt. You are you are the you know the you the queen's brother. Sure, you are now the other king. There's always all like, right. who, who can be king? Lothar's on stage right now. Let's, yeah, let's, let's give it to him. Lothar got pretty handsome. Have mm. you seen his pauldrons? Oh, they're pretty big. <laughs> pretty fucking good. So, again, adapting is, uh, adapting something like this, like Warcraft, is kind of hard. And unlike Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Game of Thrones, Chronicles of Narnia, hell, even Hunger Games, True Blood, and Twilight, there's no definitive series of books. Yep. You know, no. you, you, want a, you want a story involving time travel and dragons? Warcraft has you covered. You want something about a gladiator slave that goes on and breaks out and leads his people to a new land? Yeah, Warcraft has you covered. What about evil sentient armor? Werewolves or panda boys that like to drink and do kung fu? Oh, fuck. You guys want demons? Man, Warcraft is just full to the goddamn brim of goddamn demons, mate. So, adapting Warcraft into a film? It's difficult. Yeah. You know, in a parallel universe where I was a screenwriter and the makers of Warcraft came up to me and were like, Oi, Zamet, put us a Warcraft script for the film we're making. My first instinct would be to go to one of my favorite storylines, which is the rise and fall of Prince Arthas, which is kind of from Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. So 
Was uh, Arthur in this movie? Not at all. Okay. Arthur would have been a child in this movie. All righty. All right. So you know how he's like uh, King Lane at the end, or as he's walking, he's like, you be good, my son, uh, Wyram, or whatever his fucking name is. Yeah. Um, so he and Arthur were like little, like friends when they were kids. Gotcha. And like Prince Arthur is the, the son of like the king on the other human city, the big main one. Right. Okay. Lord Aron. Wait, All so right. this wasn't even the main human city? There's two, the Stormwind and Lordaeron. Okay, so we didn't we didn't just spend a movie watching like the shit kicker. No, 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 no. Like, Stormwind is like one of the capitals. So like, your movie's not in Azeroth. It's... It is in Azeroth. Okay, Azeroth this... is the world. Azeroth gotcha. is the continent. What's it's the two city continent? called? Stormwind. Stormwind. So there's two right. continents. You've got, got the it. Eastern Kingdoms and Kalimdor, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. Kalimdor. So and... wait, are we? So in this film, did we get the Rohan or the Gondor? <sighs> I reckon Rohan. Yeah. From what you're saying, it feels like the Rohan. That's oh, I feel cheated. Mm. <laughs> so I would be like, let's adapt the Arthur storyline. So he's so Arthur is this, again is the prince of the other human city, Lordaeron. He was a paladin, and when you meet him, he's a bit of a shit kicker. Like he's a bit aggressive. He's a bit brass. He's like doesn't really think much. He's like, yep, do that. He's very action. He's full of potential. He's one of those kind of classical Disney heroes destined for great things, or at least at the very start. Mm. And he's like got this beautiful, long, flowing blonde hair. And holy shit, he is so handsome. Just like me, right? But <laughs> with blonde and flowing hair. Uh, no, hey, just like me. <laughs> uh, it starts off. That there's a plague happening and it's turning people into zombies or undead or whatever this franchise is calling zombies. So it's turning into zombies and Arthas is there to, you know, he's trying to do good to save his people and he eventually finds the source and it's tainted grain and he's like, all right, fuck, you gotta stop that. So he goes to stop it, but he finds out that it's already been distributed and consumed. So he goes to one of the like larger towns, knowing that he's going to have to do something. He doesn't know what, but he's like, maybe they haven't, you know, maybe it's just being distributed. Maybe I can stop at the source. Maybe I can do. So he goes there. And the whole city's like fucked. Like everyone's been consuming it. Everyone is like, they're all going to turn. They're all going to turn to zombies. So what the fuck do I do? I need to save the people, but this town I know is is lost. So he chooses to purge the entire city. And some of his followers and companions are like, what what the fuck are you doing? But he's right. These people will turn. And and there's no sort of foreseeable hope because, again, he's a person who's acts very, very quickly. So he proclaims that the people that won't help him are guilty of treason <laughs> and just goes on a citizen killing spree and just, like, ransacks the city, just fucking decimates it, killing everyone before they can turn. Um, but it, 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 cutting out a lot of the sort of, like, the minutiae of it all, he fails, the plague still sort of happens, but from there it's just a downward spiral for Arthur. He, you know, he journeys up north to the to the cold to stop the demon responsible for the plague and just becomes obsessed at killing this guy or this demon at any cost to save his people. And he finds a corrupted sword. He leaves a lot of his troops and his friends for dead and eventually comes back and kills his dad, the king. And that's just basically part one of Arthur's downfall. And there's a lot more to it. It's awesome, and I love it. And it's got this guy stopping at nothing to first save his people, and then becoming so corrupted by that idea that he loses his actual soul, his humanity, and becomes one of the greatest villains of the world of Warcraft. But telling that story is going to be difficult, because at the same time that this is happening, Thrall, who's that baby that we saw at the end, Goal, or whatever his name is, <laughs> uh, has gathered as many orcs as he can and chuffed off to the other continent to establish a home that is far away from all this undead bullshit as possible. And sure, it comes together at the end, 
Um, but that's after the night elves get involved and undergo what is a sense uh, prison break involving bears, which fuck Warcraft is awesome. And <laughs> and there's Naga involved, which are like sea serpent witches and a big old demon. What I'm trying to say is it gets very complicated very, very fast. Sure. Because a live live action Arthur's film would be great. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like the Rick of like Warcraft like, we gotta we gotta kill them all. Body, we gotta kill them all. We gotta kill them all, sorry. But there's no orcs involved in the Arthur story. So it's like It's a right for you to bring them I in. I do though. like the horde. I, I, I like it, you could do, but you're then changing a lot of stuff. So I, but just, I, like, I think you have to though, and of course you have to mm. because it's it's a spiraling out of control story. Yeah. You kind of got to be like, okay, where do we start? And it's a shame that weirdly Warcraft lends itself to a TV series, allowing mm. us to witness different threads as they all diverge and come together and go off into weird tangents. You know, because I haven't even mentioned anything about the Nauru or the weird blue space priests, which Warcraft has. But, but, I mean, we've got a Nauru as well. You know, let's <laughs> start. Let's not start bragging about it. <laughs> okay. impressive. Trust is good. But the problem there will always be cost and, I guess, technological limitations. Because what at least initially, you know, when half of your actors are CGI giant monsters, that will only get larger when you include trolls, gnomes, dwarves, elves, fucking night elves. So the budget would become increasingly more important. So doing a live action film becomes increasingly, you know, that's plausible. So undergoing an adapt- adaptation is, is, is really hard yeah. for something like this, which, is, which has got so much scope. So the film we got was an adaptation of the first war, in a way sort of Warcraft 1, the RTS game, what we got. But you know, if you look at the lore, the, the, the first war takes place over a lot of years. Like they, inv- they invade when King Lane's father is the king. At one point, Aduan Lothar is held captive for 20 months, and that's in the middle of the war? So there's an attack on Stormwind and, and the orcs lose. The orcs scatter to the winds, are reformed, and eventually go back to Stormwind and take it over. It's kind of a civil war happening within the orc tribe, but at the end, the humans lose. Adjuan has to leave an exodus to Lordaeron, where Arthas was, you know, from. And, um, and at the end, and, and they just realize just how, how fuck they all are. And, and look, I know in the past I've, I've said how much I've hated the current trend in films that are setting up a franchise, as we sort of mentioned yep. at the top of the episode. You know, it's kind of like, please sell us on the film you're making, not the ones you want to make. Sure. And the current Warcraft film, as it stands, suffers from that. So, you know, with that in mind, the idea that the humans lose is a good ender for the middle of a proposed trilogy. Because when I was thinking of this, having King Lane dying at the end is fine. But actually, if you hold off on that, it really brings a nice little punch in the middle of your franchise or the middle of your trilogy. And the age-old debate about, you know, what is a better Star Wars film? I prefer Empire. Gabe isn't here to champion a new hope. Empire's better. But Empire is better, but I could pretend to be Gabe. Fair enough. So you like Guys, it's New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> but a new hope works. Why Boone Shepherd. <laughs> I will, Gabe. I will. Um, Nailed it. <laughs> a New Hope works because it is that sort of neat, self-contained story, and then it sort of spirals out. And then Empire, you know, we've got new characters, new mythos, and no real Death Star, which is Super nice. And what I love about Empire <laughs> is it ends on a down note, which, again, maybe sets a trend for all middle films in a trilogy to be you know, dark and gritty. But the reason we have that is it, it works. Because, again, you have to 
you know, have the fall before you can pick yourself up. Because from darkness yeah. comes light, Ooh. from light comes dark. Is that where they were going with this? Is that, I, is that what I it meant? I still don't know. I just, I don't know. But I, yeah, no, I, I don't right. think it means anything. You can use it whenever. <laughs> Sick. In any circumstance. <laughs> so it's sort of like you need that, you know. Yeah, you have yeah. to earn, you have to yeah. earn it with a, with a good first movie. Yeah. That's right. This does feel more like a second film. Yeah. Um, so what I want to do here is look at the sort of current Warcraft film as the latest draft <laughs> that needs some tweaking, some characters, need a bit of work, but essentially I'm going to try and keep the storyline fairly simple and fairly based off what we saw in the um, actual film. So yep. it's not so much of being like, this is my ideal Warcraft film. This is my ideal fixing up what we saw. Yep. Sure. So uh, the orcs come through the gate. There's a fight. Gates get closed. Humans win. Good. Okay. So that's basically the premise of this whole film. Nice. So first thing I would change, the opening scene, which is weirdly set in the future, if you can remember it. Like yeah, oh, how, yeah, how far yeah, yeah. in the future? No one knows. What As was the, it again? It was that weird <laughs> opening cinematic where the human random human fights random orc. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't yeah, actually see them fight. And there's a nice little um, orcish watchtower in the back. So as someone who's played a lot of Warcraft... I mean, it looked cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I look at that as, some, as as potentially a somewhat friendly duel between an orc and a human. And that's and that's someone, you know, and that's, that's something it you, you can do in the It did seem fairly courteous right up until he brained him. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, again, I, I don't know what what is that. Is that a friendly duel or is this someone being like, no, we're going to fucking kill each other? Because if it's a friendly duel, I mean, duel, tensions... Maybe if it's a friendly duel, then the orc is going way too hard. Yeah, but that's the. Oh, he definitely killed him, right? Yeah. Like, well, you don't know. I'm pretty I mean, sure he did that. That little he shield dodge. wasn't going to ah, do it. It might. It might have been like a plus one shield of greatness. <laughs> I don't like that, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all. Um, I read a review for the film where someone got really angry that there was never a moment where people were like chopping down trees and collecting resources. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a theory. That's why the film did so well in China. Because there's this thing. And I didn't play Warcraft, obviously, but I understand you have to do a lot of uh, tedious tasks, like yeah. hunting and chopping down trees. Yeah, yeah. And most people hated doing that, so a lot of people in the Western world would pay people living in China to do all that meandering sort of tasks. Oh, really? Wow. And then the Chinese people who were paid to do all this Warcraft stuff took that money and put it into Warcraft the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting clever thing. Because, yeah, you can pay, uh, it was like gold farmers, I yeah, think. Yeah, gold farmers. People who, like, leveled up your character, and a lot of those were being based in China because you'd pay, like, say, a small amount for us, which is actually, like, a livable wage in certain countries. So, mm. yeah, there was a sort of uh, sort of gold farmers thing happening. So That's amazing. Yeah, potentially, you never know. So I, I don't know what that was because if it's just a friendly spa that they may be going a little bit too hard, like was there, was there a spectator? It didn't look like there were spectators, but... Uh, so, you know, or was it like that human entered orc territory and now he's just being fucked on by that orc? Well, I, I just did, don't know what it is. The narration at the start, Duratown's talking about how oh, we've been fighting for decades, but... It didn't always be that way, which is a fucking lie, because mm-hmm. there is no point in this film in which the humans and the orcs are on the same side. They are at odds the whole time. The whole time. They have that little meeting. They had that little middle. meeting which went to shit so quick. Yeah. I, if you said to me before, like, what I think the film's going to be, I would have assumed Duratan and Lothar were going to team up. Yeah. Yeah. And no. it never happened. No. <laughs> like, it was weird. They never really have any... Do they even talk to each other they at all? They talk to like each other in brief, that, But in it's like the king talking The king doing... Oh, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, you're yeah. right, it's the king. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't fucking happen so at it's all. It's really weird. Like, they're I, like I, the dual... They're the dual protagonists of the yeah, film, right? And they don't... Interact. Not in nice. It's like Batman and Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you'd think in that fight where they get ambushed, you'd, yeah. you'd think that maybe Lothar and Juratan would be fighting back to back. Yeah, maybe they'd like, like team up. Oh. Like, oh, it's, yeah, they'd help each other out. But not no. none of that. So again, I don't know where this um 
this first opening thing happens because I, I love watching it because it was real nice. It was almost a rendition of something out of the game and, yeah. and would be really cool standalone look at what we can do, bit of teaser footage. You show a bunch of people to get hyped for the film. Yep. But in the film, it serves no purpose. In, in fact, it oddly frames it because I'm. it's Duratan that's doing the... So we do a cut and cut it out? No, 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 no. Because it's Duratan who's telling that story, yeah? Yeah. And, you know, spoilers, he dies like a dickhead, but True. he's telling the story and that's set in the future. So how is the story of him telling that to his son when the perspective is of the f- future? You know, you know what I mean? Like, how is he... Wait, is that, is that him explaining magic. it to his son? I think it was him telling to his baby in the womb, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. But how? Maybe. Wait, no. hang on. No. No, no it can't. No, it wasn't. A... <laughs> it's magic. I mean? It's magic. That's how it was. Because he's magic. talking about humans. And at that point where he's talking to his, his pregnant wife's belly that he hadn't witnessed or seen a human. So, yeah. again, how is this Juritan telling this story to anybody? Like, where is this set? It makes no real sense. And as you mentioned, uh, humans and orcs weren't always at each other. Yes. Yes, they, they were. were. From day one, they're like, oh, look, a human. Oh, look, an orc. Let's fight. Good start, so, Warcraft. Yeah, there's, there's, I don't, you know, you could maybe include like the parlay with the Frost Wolves have with Stormwind, but that also results in a fight. There's no, no point to the humans and orcs come together and they don't fight, is what oh. I'm trying to say. So if you were, if you were a simple soldier in that fight with the, the Frost Wolves and they meet Stormwind and you aren't really listening or paying that much attention to Garona and King Lane, yep. you could just be like, oh, man, those fucking orcs. It was a trap the whole time. They set us up. Those pieces yep. of shit. Because yeah. you don't know. Especially if it's me, because I'm colorblind, right? Yeah. So, like, between browns and greens, I can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So, when all this film they're talking about, that's the green orcs, they're the bad orcs, I'm like, you all look the same to me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, mm. can't tell the difference. So and It's not a racist thing. It's not a racist thing. It's just, it's just a color. It's a medical thing. So... <laughs> Get rid of that. So get rid of that yeah. opener and have the opener set in the past. So you can still frame it as Juritan and you can frame it as Juritan talking to the belly of Drakkar, telling his unborn child how they got there. Yep, sure. Because I want to know a little bit more about the Orc homeworld. Yep. Maybe about how they had shamans. Maybe about, you know, that this now bullshit fell magic is kind of making things suck. Maybe something out different clans. And how each clan is a war chief or something yep. like that and how they all band it together. Because I know about the Draenei, which are those blue people that you saw. Sure. Um, they're those space priests, by the way. So I know they were about and that the orcs came together and conquered the planet, which is called Draenor, and they killed them or at least enslaved them or like real fucking god. Actually, no, they killed them, a lot of them. Like the, the, the road from Hellfire Citadel to the Dark Portal is paved with the bones of the Draenei dead. How come we don't pave... Roads with bones anymore. I, I guess. I guess not. To lost art, it is structurally sound. Ah, uh, bones pretty sturdy. Hmm. I know that they did this, and you know, with nothing to sort of sate their bloodlust, they turned on each other, which is another reason why they're going to the dark portal because they're like, well, we need to fight something, and then Gul'dan's like, ah, I got a solution for this: another world to kill. So a little bit more of exposition of we weren't always like this, war wasn't always in our blood, but it's something that consumed us. You know, open with the fallen city of a place called Orkadon or one of the Draenei cities, ones that just didn't survive the Horde. And again, we set up the hierarchy of the Orc social system and show us that they will destroy things. So if Mm. left unchecked, the humans are going to get fucked on good. So have Juritan being like, we bandied together under the banner of, you know, Blackhand, you know, the Shadow Council led by Gul'dan serves Blackhand. You could absolutely do it just like the opening of Lord of the Rings, that narration. Yeah. Just the the whole, like, brief 10-minute history of Orc history. Yeah. Show the Civil Wars and all the... Yeah. Yeah, that works. 
That checks exactly. out. You know, when there's nothing left to conquer, Gul'dan provides us with a goal and a solution. Like, he got, like, a vision from somewhere in the ether. I you wish. know what I mean? That's like that's Alan Rickman need... was still alive so he could do the Alexander the Great bit that he does die hard. Like Alexander looked out <laughs> yeah. and his kingdom wept. There were no more worlds left to conquer. All they need to hit in that first bit, like he could do it in five minutes, the orc hierarchy it. and the fact that they just kind of keep going to worlds and they end up fucking them. And so it. the humans yeah. are fucked. Yeah. It'd be real nice. And it would help establish the, like, the war chiefs, like Blackhand. You could treat him like a big deal. Like we got all these clans together, House Frost, Wolf, and House... Dickhead, and mm-hmm. and then we got House Blackhand, and you see Blackhand looking like an absolute monster. Yeah, because he is an absolute monster. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Whoa, he's a, he's he's a big orc. He's a big orc. That's a good get." Those humans mm-hmm. are done gonna get yeah. fucked. Exactly, on. and here we can find out at least vaguely why some orcs got fell touched and some didn't. That would be nice to know because I don't know why didn't Blackhand become touched with fell? Uh. <laughs> Was he not? I don't know. No, again, colorblind, can't oh, tell. He, he wasn't until the very end. All right. Because when they, the, the, the very first skirmish where they destroy all the fell one, he doesn't get destroyed because he hasn't been fell touched. Yeah. So you're like, why weren't again, you, Blackhand? Again, like, it's the green the... ones that are dying. It's like, are you sure? Because <laughs> again, if you're the war chief and Gul'dan's like, this fell thing makes you powerful, and this guy seems to be like, yeah, power, you'd think he'd be the one to take it, but he yeah. doesn't. So, I don't know, again, give a reason why some orcs take the fell, some don't, perhaps something to do with worthiness, power, again, some kind of cool. reason. Like, Maybe they just don't trust it fully because why doesn't Blackhand, the war chief, have it? It is so great because if I was an orc and I'm seeing our war chief not partaking, I'm not going to partake. Hmm. Fuck that noise. You could treat it like it's the steroids of yeah. the orc world. Like, Gul'dan's the whole film are like, you guys need the fell. Mm. And all the orcs are being like, no, the old ways, tradition, bloody yeah, bit of this. Yeah. But then as they start like maybe losing battles or not doing quite as well. Yeah. Some of like, them are weak. Come yeah. on, let's start juicing. Pull your pants down. Let's go. Yeah. Like I, I figured. Um, <laughs> with, it starts. It always hand starts. Like with Blackhand to be like, I'm too powerful of an orc. I don't need any sort of extra help. I'm great as is. Yeah. And which is like a cool thing for the war chief to have to be like, you know, the only way you can defeat me is if you are power with Fel because I'm so fucking great. But then he gets Fel infused by Gul'dan without any kind of agreement. <laughs> and I felt I felt that was a bit like, mm, okay, hmm. fair enough. So you know, build up that sense of distrust or a little uneasy alliance with the Horde factions as well. Yep. Because, again, this whole idea that, oh, some Horde don't like the Fel, some do, some are ambivalent, some are kind of like, yeah. Uh, and then you can have it all the same. They go through the portal, uh, dang, baby, life force from the deer thing. That's a, that's a good intro, that you know? Real good. Theme of the movie, right there. Survival at what cost? Because that's a that's a good little theme you can kind of really push. What are themes? So a theme in, in it's meant to be like the kind of, not the purpose, but the driving force behind a film to be like, oh, that's what this film was about. And this film kind of should have been about survival at what cost. Alrighty. It just didn't really hit that, I feel. So again, that was really nice. You know, it can even have Blackhand being a bit more of a dick about Duritan bringing his pregnant wife to the portal. You know, I'd also have Duritan a lot more about the importance of tradition, at least initially, to be like him being yeah. very at the start, because I want him to kind of have a, 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 a an arc almost himself to be What's like... What's an arc? So when his character <laughs> starts somewhere, it ends up a different place. Oh. And I have to go through a journey. So I want Blackhand... I don't think your movie needs mm. that. They just made Warcraft. It had none of this <laughs> bullshit. I don't think you needed Sam, to be uh, honest. I don't know. I think, I think Blackhand also needs a bit of an arc to be like, tradition is the best to go from tradition to be like, nah, fuck or tradition. More fell. than one arc in a movie. Yep. Slow down, buddy. So, I'm so sorry. But, but I they think- kind of, like, towards the end of the movie, they attempted to make Blackhand a little bit sort of more honourable, right? And I found it kind of weird because I'm like, well, you killed the main guy's son. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm on your team for a second. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of like... Yeah, I'd be okay with that if it wasn't shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he needs to have 
he starts off as tradition, but he's to kind of slowly fall yeah. to be like, no, 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 any power, any cost, almost. So you kind of have this like you could establish that in that opening scene with um. Him being angry for bringing uh, Duratan's wife through. He could try and kill the wife then and then. Duratan and him have a little bit of a scuffle. Oh, yeah. Or, like, Doomhammer and him have a bit of a scuffle. Yeah. I wouldn't be so much about killing the wife, like, maybe childing um, Or maybe you want to kill the child. Because, like, again, this is war. Like, you know, and think about tradition. Like, you know, usually it's like, no, no, no. Infants are good. Inf- like, uh, yeah. they, they, they're strong for the baby. So him being like, this is no place to raise an infant. While there is nothing greater, you know, than dying on the battlefield, how can you do that without holding an axe? You know, you've kind of not weakened us, but it's like, you know, a place for an, like an orc child is in our homeworld being raised by our shamans or whatever. You don't bring him to this new land where we don't know what's going on. That's a bad parent. Yeah, a so bad parent. Try and just kill the baby outright. And be like, oh, we can't look after this damn child. You're making the horde weaker, not stronger. Give me a baby. I'm going to smush it. Give me, uh, give me, give me, no, give me. I, I kind of like him more like caring for the future generation. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a kind of, almost like a gun nut who's like, I just want somebody to kill the baby. <laughs> <laughs> like a gun nut is like, no, no, no. Children are our future. So very protective of the okay. child. Kind of thing. What does Gul'dan do to the kid? Um, he takes the life because I guess it's stillborn. Yeah. So he sort of so he grabs it the life, life force of a deer. And just throws oh, it into okay, the, yeah. into I didn't get that it was still one. I just thought he was like, I'm going to corrupt you right out of the bat. Uh, it just wasn't breathing. Like, it wasn't making any sound. That's what I was like, oh. It, okay. Yeah, I, just, I, I sort up. of wasn't breathing and he brought mm. it. I wondered if he did some sort of magic shit to it. Or, yeah, he know. got the demon. Uh, okay. He got the, 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 the life essence of a yeah, deer. I mean, most yeah. doctors can do that these yes. days. It's not magic. Just grab a life essence it's of a deer. Techno- it's technology. <laughs> so that's why you see a lot of deer in birthing rooms nowadays. Yep. Yeah. It's just a fact of life. they got to be somewhere. God, that would be terrifying if you're if you're like you. How you <laughs> that's your. Having, that's the first thing birth you see. And your doctor is this huge hulking orc in his little white lab coat. Go, give me, <laughs> give me the shot. You will kill that deer. Give me the child. Just picturing up. Yeah, the he picks it up and like another warrior for the horde. He's like, like, I want my kid. Give him my guys, kid. What a hug. Picture the pregnant woman. Like, why is there a deer in the corner? <laughs> Just in case things go awry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stressed. Uh, also, I'd like to use the baby as a bit of device to show the passage of time. Like, while I don't expect the baby to be like 10 at the end of this film, maybe a year or a few months older to maybe show, again, the scope of the film in terms of time. Because I honestly thought that's what they were going to do. They yeah. were gonna, okay, baby's born at the start. We're going to see him age a little bit. Not. This will happen in about two months. <laughs> it would be very nice to have some concept of time and distance in this film. That's true. So, all right. So that's done. Cool. Set up the orcs, good. They come to wage war. They need souls. Open the portal. Keep all that. Groaner being tied up. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Title sequence. Now let's enter the humans, which need a fuck ton more work than the orcs. So, (laughs) first thing I want to do is when it says protagonist, uh, Arduin Luther, just cross that out and write King Lane. Okay? And, And where it says King in front of Lane, cross that out and write Prince. Where right. it says Lane, cross that out and write alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Prince Lane. And then where it says Lothar's child, just cross that out and write King Adamant. So King Lane, uh, Prince Lane's father. Cool. Right, cool. Is he um, adamant about being a king? He sure is. Good. He's I definitely would be adamant about killing them orcs. Uh, and Cadgar, uh, he's the apprentice of Medivh. Uh, he has been for a while. He hasn't run away for no reason. Good. We don't need that. We don't need the Kirin Tor. So um, instantly just, better. He's he's the fucking guardian's apprentice. Leave it at that. Also, maybe recast him or at least shave his face. It was unpleasant watching that. I thought thoughts agreed. Just yeah, I want to bully that character. I don't feel that urge often. I just hate him. 
Same. Who would you cast? Ah, uh, I would honestly go someone like older. Anyone? Like yeah, older. someone older would like, be good. I, yeah. I want like an older wizard. Yep. Um, and maybe when we say older, you mean like maybe like thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was trying to think because I want someone. What is he? I look at him and go, he's like what twenty? Exactly. Like I was thinking, like you'd want Medivh to be because Adjun Lothar's should also be like fucking like 50. fifty or something. Yeah. yeah I was really oh really? Mm. Okay. So I uh, maybe make he's meant Adjun. to be like the Barristan Selmy. Well, I looked yeah. at him and thought, you've like how old's his son in it? And I'm like. How old? What? Yeah, That's, right. Yeah. That's, there's two things mm. this guy's in now where his age just doesn't make sense. Because yeah. in Vikings, he starts off like a 20 something uh, yeah. young guy and then he becomes L, then he becomes king. Mm-hmm. And in the current like version of the show, he's got to be about 60 because his son's are now fully grown. <laughs> but have they aged him? Yeah, they have. Okay. They've you know, taken some care. Uh, and now he's yeah. just kind of fatter and he's got a massive beard and he's all bald. But That's good. Yeah. I used to watch Vikings. Vikings is like, there's a surprising amount of similarities between Warcraft and Vikings. Yeah. Mm. In, in more ways than just they've shared a lead actor. Mm. Like the languages, the way they presented that oh, okay. comes that straight really from Vikings. I like that. That was That's really That's one cool. of my favorite parts of Vikings is how they treat language. Mm. They always have their, everyone speaks English when you're with them, but when these two like nations meet, They'll be speaking uh, like the old actual historical languages, like old French and old like English. That. Oh, that's very and they'll cool. have somebody translating. Or... It's such a really nice yeah. way to do it. Like That's one thing I really like with the Warcraft movie where they kind of just really zoomed in and zoomed in and they changed the... Um... Like midway through a sentence. Yeah. They do that in Vikings all the time. They'll oh, be speaking awesome. like old Nordic and then midway through this English that's because cool. you've learned the language in the time like you've been that. hearing it. Huh. Um, how old's uh, Medivh supposed to be? Again, it's sort of... Can we make him he's way a, older? Because yeah. he's a mage. feels like he should be older, like, right? I, I, I think as much make, as I like Ben Foster. Let's make Ben Foster, Kadgar, or whatever. Kadgar, and Medivh, the older guy can old be... Ed Harris? Ha- Let's make him an old jerk. Ooh, Ed yeah, Harris. Right. No, sold. But yeah, you, you, Actually, no, I want someone British. I can't do American accents <laughs> in fantasy. I'm sorry, Americans in fantasy. Yeah, they just... It, it doesn't to, seem to It doesn't work. seem right. I mean, it doesn't oh, seem proper. Robert De Niro in... Just get Gandalf. Robert De Niro. <laughs> no. Robert no. De Niro in uh, Stardust was pretty great, but he was... He was great. That's was a great beautiful. film. He's Robert De Niro. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I just for Cadgar, I'd want someone a bit older, yeah. and I want him yeah. to be having more of an on-screen presence. Also, that bit about the Kirin Tor, get rid of that whole thing, as sure. we previously said. Uh, from light comes darkness. Can't darkness light. Fuck that right off. Oh, but I it's still, so integral. Yeah. Uh, also, fuck off that weird black box. Just don't hit it. Cool. Done. Very necessary. Don't hit Glenn it. Close can be Medivh. Gender swap. Done. She's done. Whatever. Good. Nailed it. <laughs> she would nail it. Um, as for Adjuan Lothar's role now, so what's he going to do? I want him something akin to Han Solo or Poe Dameron to kind of really hammer in that I like Star Wars idea. So <laughs> well, I think they went sort of Han Solo with him and they just. A didn't... little bit. He was they... a little bit like swashbuckling. A little bit, yeah. Stuff. But as a side character. He was you... trying to quip and stuff like yeah, that. You know? Trying. Like, what did, no he, offense, Disney. What did he kill? Didn't he kill something? He's like, you would have made a good coat or something like that. And that yeah. was like the first attempt oh, at the, the joke. And I was yeah. like, oh. It's like, what do you mean? You could have, you can make it into a coat. Yeah, you make coats from dead things. That's how that happens. You <laughs> no, idiot. He, he doesn't kill the wolf. That's why. He's that's like, right. Yeah, it gets away, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, never yeah, mind. The quick yeah. I'm, I'm the idiot. Yeah, but like, as, as look, no offense to Disney, but I do not want a Han Solo film. Like, I just don't. Nah. I, I, I just, I don't see why we need a um, Han Solo film because do a Star Wars universe, but just come up with an original character potentially. Like, but I don't know, like I, Dash Render. Yeah. Dash Not Render. Han Solo. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I don't think Han Solo is, especially Han Solo we see in A New Hope and onwards, that he, I don't think he's a good main character. He's an excellent he's a supporting very character. Good side really character. strong uh, side character, for sure. And so that's, if Adwin Lothar was based off that, then he should not have been, should not have been the main. So again, you make him a bit yeah, more a of 
um, just a hero, a good war general, or a good warrior. You know, we don't have to give him a lot of depth. He's just a sick cunt who's good with a sword. And you know what? How you know how you describe Poe Dameron? He's a sick cunt who's good at flying. Yep. Adrian Lothar, sick cunt, good with a sword. And I that's know all he I can do it because that's what he's done in Vikings for like four and a half seasons now. It's just he's like the king of everything, but mostly in Viking culture, the only requirement is that he likes raiding. Good. Having sex and killing people. Perfect. So that's what he does. He's so that's all we it. have Adjuan as. Like, does he have a sick son with in your version? No. Great. Because that's just completely Don't pointless. need it. Lazy. Don't need it. Very lazy. So, um, oh, and speaking of um, fucking and love stories, that whole thing with Grona and literally anyone, that weird force maybe triangle that happened, I've been... Uh, let's literally just, everybody let's Every uh, guy she comes across get a, get a big cross and just cross that out um, Are you keeping Groner in the film? Oh yeah, because again, I'm, I'm, I'm basing this off the this sort of as a, as a, as a draft to kind of yeah. go on to Let's recast her. I don't know who. I don't have an idea for who, but just get rid of Paula I don't Paula think Patton. it will matter if you recast her. There's no real saving that. <laughs> like, this, this, I like Corona as a character, but it just needed a little bit of more something. Good Why actress. do you think they had her speak in broken English? Oh, get rid of that stop? as well. Get rid of that. Just, oof, that was horrible. Mm. Um, so, yeah, cross out that whole love thing. What was her uh, deal? Sorry, just to jump off. Was she yep. like a half-bred orc or something? So, it's Corona Halfwalken is her full name. And she's <laughs> that, actually... That Why is she called that? <laughs> well, I do not understand. <laughs> well, uh, she's half-orc and half-drainai, which is those blue people. Yeah. So, that's the sort of the big, not a big reveal, but that is a reveal later on that she is not half-human, half-orc. Because, of course not. Because, again, it, as we're set up, this is not... This is the first time the orcs and humans interacted. Although a good way to be like, how do you know English so well? And she could be like, well, fucking, you think this is the first time I've been into your world? Cool. To be like, oh, there's hints that the orcs have come through before. So then maybe there's like a little bit of a bit more of a backstory going on. But um, she's meant to be half orc, half drain eye. Okay. I think her mum was drain eye from memory. Drain eye a human? Those, it- those blue things. At the, the start. Navi from the start no, 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 of the no, film. No, with that great line drain. where yeah. he's like, I need them. I need them. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> like, line. He just like, doesn't understand. He's like, no, no, I, I need them. Yeah, I need Me. the child to open the... What? So Don't she's, be fucking thick. <laughs> and she does actually kill King Lane in the in the canon okay. of the story, but she does it so much, a bit more mind-controlled. So Gul'dan has sort of the implanted memories and sort of uh, uh, impulse and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, so very... she doesn't kill him because he's like, you should kill me because no. people will see it and think that, you know, and then, so yeah, peace. No, she's like, I'm compelled and forced to kill you because of Gul'dan and all that kind of bullshit. Okay. But, and, and she's really cut up about it because she's like, I like this guy. She doesn't love this guy. She's like, I like this guy. He's like, hell of respect. And also she's involved in killing Medivh. And weirdly, her and Medivh have a son together in... Whatever called, I think Madan. So her and Medivh have a, have a kid, and when they and she finds out that Medivh is the b- betrayer, okay. like she's real, like fuck you. <laughs> so cut out all that sort of love bullshit. Um, right. I just not that you look. I don't. Not that you can't find a half orc or even an orc attractive. I just felt that it was very much cramped into this film, and you didn't need it. And if you were going to do anything like that, maybe make a little bit of a thing between her and Medivh. But honestly, I just it just wasn't needed. Cool. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So, orcs are through the portal. King Lane's our lead guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ragnar Lothbrook, forget his name. Lothar. Lothar, that's it, is our Han Solo yep. and... No, and then no, and, Ka- and Kadgar, Kadgar is, the, uh, is the, the apprentice, all right? The we apprentice of Medivh. Yes, make that clear. Apprentice Please. of Medivh, because those those are literally the only two mages that we are going to be seeing in this film. Cool, and so that is a very important thing because I want to make sure that that's rare, or at least in, at this current time, it's rare to be a magic user and well respected. So damn spell chuckers. Which is a fucking such a good word. So now that the rest of the film sort of can happen, very similar to, you know, we just have a bit of a few changes here and there. So we smash cut from the title sequence to Prince Lane at Ironforge, holding the boomstick, being clearly this is an improvement of boomstick Mark One or the rifle or whatever weapon that was similar to this that we have been using because an unknown technology doesn't just get adopted by a large military force and used efficiently without proper training or understanding what that weapon is, because that would be silly. So really great that you have improved insert weapon name here. We'll take an order of X many hundreds of thousands or whatever is the more appropriate number. Thank you, King of Iron Forge. Right? Cool. Good. Mm-hmm. So we have that as a little bit of a there's a reason why you're in Iron Force. You're getting weapons, which are an upgrade, not a new fucking thing entirely. Because why would a whole army have adopted this? That's not how technology works. <laughs> okay? There's All right. Clearly, anywho. Right. <laughs> the dwarf, the king, and the king of the dwarfs, because that's who he's meant to be, can be all, your father's going to war, boy. And that's when we're like, ah, okay. War, boy? Your father's going to war, comma, boy. Oh. I'm sorry, man. No one Morton in my movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, we get this kind of like, with one line, we're like, okay, he's the king's son. And, okay, the king is like maybe going to war or something. And that's when we can kind of, a little sneaky hint that this transition is a few months after what we saw. Like, oh, there's been rumors of some, some large green monsters attacking some outlying villages near the Black Morass. Over the last few months, and my father wants to be extra vigilant, okay? So, oh, what's that? Monsters Green sounds like a surface dweller problem. We've got our own insert vague dwarf reference to some bullshit they're dealing with. So, you know, we get a little bit of a hint of uh, world building and the reasons why they don't join the fight. Because while this is very much a human v. orc situation, a large element is that Stormwind is by themselves and not getting any help from anyone, be it the dwarves, the elves, and so on. So... Good luck with that, buddy. Uh, I'll just put the orders in right away, though. That's sick. And then we can get that other dwarf uh, coming by. You know, there's been a ro- there's been a raid on Goldshire. Your father wants you to render with you know Adwin Lothar, uh, and let's just you know stick to one name again. 
have consistencies, don't have his sister calling him Lothar. It's kind of dumb. Sure. Uh, and Lane can be just like, shit, that's where my wife is. Oh, no. And he can fly out there and then, you know, we're shown a map. Um, it'd be several maps. Good. Let's just go map crazy in this film because, man, it needed One of the biggest genius moves that Peter Jackson mm-hmm. did in Lord of the Rings was actually physically including maps yep. into the film. Exactly. It helps so much. And like, and fuck, man, you open up World of Warcraft, you can see maps for days. So it's like, what, you got to travel there? Oh, look, there's a map. Look how far you have to travel. Isn't travel that the best? Map. On your bird, get a map. Travel so. by map, just like an Indiana Jones. Oh, I love a good Indiana Jones little, you know, red just dog. moving around the red yeah, dot. Yeah, that's pretty. So... When he gets to Goldshire, and no stopping into fucking um, Stormwind first, but goes from straight from Ironforge to Goldshire, and then get a map so we know where they are. You know, we can meet Lothar and Prince Tarya, and, you know, we don't have to have a quick stop off in Stormwind. Let's just, you know, save that for later, because Stormwind's a big fucking place. Let's make that a big fucking place. And Lothar and Tarya, brother and sister, can be in a heated argument. Like, I want to protect you. It's not safe. You know, get their relationship sorted real nice and quick. And Lane can be, you know, what happened? I'm glad you're safe. And Lothar can be a bit brash to, like, Lane and be like, yeah, she's safe. No thanks to you. (laughs) And apologize because, again, they're friends, you know, and he's just caught up in the moment. But tensions are high, and that's when we meet Khadgar. And he can have a nice entrance, burst in the indoor. People come back, oh, my God, oh, shit, is that the apprentice? Fuck, wow, that's the apprentice. Man, what's the apprentice doing here? Oh, my God, it's the apprentice. So you kind of build that up to be like, what the fuck is an apprentice? So we have this guy who's a bit more respected. No one is calling him a spell chucker, which, incidentally, is a great racial, racist term for wizards. But why? Why? Why are they so mad? Why was Adjun so mad? Adam Age being there, don't they like wizards? Are wizards something to be frowned upon? We'll just file that in, in the file, questions that will never be answered <laughs> or asked ever again. Because we, <laughs> we get we get several wizards in this. We get the Kirin Tor. They seem like a lovely bunch of lads, even though they're a little bit distanced, um, but they're fine. And Medivh, um, who is the guardian, he's a mage, there's and they, and they big, seem yeah, to be friends. Why does he? Because there's a big fucking statue of a wizard in the place he, where you live. So why the distrust of the wizards? And why on the subject of asking questions? Only through the knowledge of this film, what is a guardian? Please answer me that. It's Boys? a newspaper. <laughs> do, do you know what a guardian is? I vaguely know, but no. do you? No, I do not, damn it. No, no, no you don't. <laughs> so let's establish what a fucking guardian is. That'd be Please. helpful, yeah. All right. So anyway, none of that stupid spell-chucking bullshit. Okay. So, and yeah, getting rid of the, the Kirin Tor as well. So just Medivh and just Khadgar are the, are the wizards. And, you know, look, maybe a few other people are, are, are kind of cannon fodder for a bit later that I'm going to include. Yeah. So Khadgar appears and they're all like, oh, the apprentice, holy shit, this is a big deal. Meaning A, people know of him. B, he is the appre- if he's the apprentice, there's a master. And C, people are respectful of this magic stuff. Sure. So same thing can happen. Fell magic, what's all that about? Maybe you can even be dragging the body of someone, or as it happens, you know, a dead guy, you know, coughs up green fell. Whatever. You know, you can do the same bullshit. You need to tell the king. You need to summon the guardian. Then we go to Stormwind, okay? Because this is important. We go to Storm. We go to the fucking king. The king isn't in some podunk town like Goldshire. Why is a king in Goldshire? Huh? Let me know. Fuck you, movie. So, <laughs> go to Stormwind. We throw on another map because why the hell not? Meet the king. And here we can learn that Khadgar hasn't seen the Guardian for six years. You know, I think it was six years in the movie. Yeah, yeah. six. So he hasn't seen the Guardian for six years. And, you know, they haven't seen him for a while as well. You know, Khadgar can be a bit more like, mm, yeah, it didn't, it didn't have falling out, but whatever. You'd be vague about it. Like, yeah, just tell we haven't seen him. Well, I'd have been traveling. So 
something's there, but, you know, we don't work out what. And then we stay in Stormwind as the Guardian gets summoned to the king. We don't go to Karazhan just yet. Medivh gets summoned, and he's not looking good. You know, the matted hair, sunken eyes, kind of looks like a meth addict, as we sort of had him in the film. Mm-hmm. And he can be like, my king, ah, Khadgar, have you finally decided to come back to me? And, you know, and that can be news to the rest of the court. Like, the fuck is this? He's... Two mages bickering about something. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and Kaga can start explaining that there is fell, and that's when Medivh can do the whole force push and hold in front of the king and all his men. And Medivh can be like, I told you, don't meddle in this. You are still my apprentice, and dealing with things you do not understand, you are not ready for this. Um, the fell is dangerous. And so there you go, like, oh, okay, so he was being protective of, of Kadgar, and that's why he's, he's like the way he is. Hmm. And everyone can be like, hey, just Medivh, chill. What he, you know, what he says is true. We saw the green bullshit puff out of some guy's face. It's real messed up, yo. And he can apologize. Everyone's calm. And then Medivh can talk about the foul, how corrupting it is. Sometimes it worms, you know, into your brain or whatever for years, and you don't even know it's there. Hint to what has happened to Medivh. You know, I'm trying to protect Khadgar as much as I'm trying to protect this world. Throw away line and explain about what he does. He's the guardian of Azeroth. So come on, explain a bit about that. Mm-hmm. Do you so, think it's too obvious, like, immediately that he's a bad guy? Um, I mean, I, if I heard that in a film, I'd be like, you, you're the, you're the villain. You've got that going up way like, up inside you. There's I don't so know much that, fell in you. I don't know if that should be a bad <laughs> twist or not. Like, I don't know. And that's I mean, it wasn't a great twist in yeah. the movie we got. Like, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be a twist, but, you know, it, it can be a bit more subtle. Like, I'm more, yeah. more than happy to kind of have him being like, whatever, whatever. Doesn't have to maybe include something about the worming stuff. But I kind of like the idea of, because a lot of people are going, how did he turn? Why? Huh? Yeah. But it's it's not that hard to I kind just, of like. Assume. I just assumed it was just sort of a gradual thing, like being around yeah, like magic over, over for time, that long. Just yeah. just sort of yeah. got into one. So even has something like, well, for the last six years, there's been a war and I thought I was winning it. Um, but I guess some things have slipped through, so show me where these things attacked. So even that to have been like, okay, so he's been fighting the foul, so then when he does turn, you're like, ah, okay, the overall corrupting of it all. Yeah. So, you know, again, it can be a little bit of subtle, but it's subtle. Cool. And then we're off on a mission. No spooky book ghost lady, and they're all still ambushed by orcs. No black hand, though. The war chief isn't dealing with this. This is a scouting party. Okay. Juritan can be there. Same thing with, you know, um, the fell orcs melting. Although, because Groner is also pretty green. By the way, Ed Goose, uh, Groner's green. Okay, thanks. She's pretty green. So let's just back it up to maybe a green fireball type effect, which why has a... She, why didn't she melt then? Yeah, I know, which is why I'm trying to address that. So so he, rather than destroying all the fell orcs, Medivh just casts a green-ish Fireball that has a direction and cuts through a large patch of green orcs and like leaving the brown orcs kind of singed but not melted. And this gives the humans time to fight back. Lothar, again, Lothar just being a mad cunt, he saves a prince's life, you know, on several occasions. Even Khadgar is a lot more capable in this fight than we have him in the film. But he sees Medivh cast maybe like that fell tinted magic ball thing and he's like, the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Huh. I'm sus. I am now a sus boy. So, and that can just sort of, you know, cross his face. Like, you know, what? Yeah, and, and what is that? And then Medivh can do what he did in this film, which is like, okay, yep, Fal is here. i got to go back to Karazhan. And he teleports away. And then we can have the pursuit of the orcs, same kind of thing. And, you know, the whole um, Juritan freeing Garona and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and I can see why they want to include the second captured orc and have him attack Garona, but it seems like a bit of a, a waste, like, you know, let's and also avoid that dances with wolf, her talk, human speech pattern now. That because that was just 
silly. Yeah. Um, it, it did can, feel very me speaking white man. Yeah, me no like it. So it can be just a quick study. You know where we, we know where we come from. There are X many dialects of like the Orkish language, and I know them all. My mum was one of them blue people. I can talk to them, something like that. Or again, you think this is the first time I've been in this world to kind of hint that oh maybe this has been happening like for that. a yeah. longer time. Yeah. So that had happened. No need for a cell because you know Cadgar is there and he's capable as shit. He's a fucking mage. He's the apprentice. So he's just keeping this watchful eye on Garona. And he can be kind of fascinated with her. Her skin is green, but there is no foul magic on her. So what's that about? So then we kind of like, okay, cool. She's not corrupted. That's nice to know. Just putting that out on there. But, you know, she was raised by Gul'dan or at least in his, you know, held captive by Gul'dan or whatever. Like in, so, his, in his clan or something. Yeah. yeah. So, again, maybe not as much as um as sort of captive as with like the, the um, fucking chain around her neck, but just like, you know, Gul'dan raised her but was pretty abusive towards her. Like she's it. like under his thumb. Yeah. So we from that little conversation, we get to know a little bit more about the orcs. Then we can cut back to the orcs. Juraton is telling Blackhand that, you know, the skirmish, you know, the skirmish fucked up. And Gul'dan is like, what a piece of shit. Duritan needs to be punished for being a coward. You know, then then the same, you know, reveal. Medivh controls the fell. And Blackhand can be like, what the fuck is this about, Gul'dan? You said the fell is all powerful. <laughs> you said it would make us unstoppable. But I, it, I told you all, it makes us weak, makes us reliant, makes us less of an orc. You wanted us to wait? take on these pink skins well no more will i listen to your bullshit we attack stormwind and soon make everybody you get in my car we're going we're going everybody, up. everybody get your cousins let's fuck up stormwind and you know here we can include the gul'dan sucking on the soul like a cigarette because fuck i love that bit God, um good. so you kind of have this idea of okay black hands in charge and so the, the plan of mid of, of gul'dan was to be like we need to Capture as many um, you know humans as can we can. Open the portal, infuse everyone with fell, then attack everyone more. But fucking war, the war chief is like, no, I'm the war chief. I want to fight. Yeah. So again, that whole thing about him being like against this um, fell magic because again, against tradition. Yeah. So black hand is impatient. Gul'dan's plan to use the um, uh, the force of the people to open the portal, and again, more orcs, more orcs, more orcs, and then they attack. But it's too slow. Too slow. And Blackhand wants to attack now because it's slow and kind of dishonorable. Because, again, you can even go to the whole thing where when um, Juritan is telling Blackhand to be like, we attack people with you know who are fighting us, and these are just you know farmers and villagers. What the fuck? Yeah. And Blackhand is like, no, we do what Gul'dan says. But no, Blackhand should be like, you're right. <laughs> That's fucking weak as shit. So he can be like, Gul'dan, you promised this would be a challenge. We would, you know, we could kill every human, but your magic has made us weak. And, you know, apart from the skirmishes, we have, you know, lost a hot zero orc. So really, fuck, man, your magic is kind of crap. And also the villages that we're attacking, literally no challenge. So this is very dishonorable for an orc. I want to attack the big city because that's where these people are from. Yep. So with the grumpy Gul'dan, the orcs start preparing for a strike force. And the same thing can happen between Juratan and Orgrim. You know, the sitting and watching the horde was a nice, very, very, very nice moment. Yep. And very like a touching, like, okay, so that's what these guys are fighting for. And it can be a combination of Juratan and happy with foul magic and also him developing a bit more of a pacifist nature. So again, him being like from war to like, I don't want to fight anymore. So, you know, uh, you know, war or... All good at that, and but you know what's the point? We're very good at fighting war, but what's the point? 
at you know what end do we stop? You know what happens when we do to this world what we did to our world, as yeah. well as getting very suspicious of who is actually leading yeah. the horde at this point. I think it would be a bit uh, reflective as well. Like the one fight we've had against humans, I was there, and I'm the only orc that made it out. Yeah, there might be a tougher slog than we're expecting, and there's no real need for us to fight them necessarily. Yeah, and so again, him being like, "What are we doing here? What's the point of this?" Also. Who's leading this horde? What is their whole thing now? Are they coming because they want to conquer a world, or it's like, they have isn't to? Like we need both. to because we don't have a home anymore. Yeah. We're trying to find a new yeah. home because yeah. the foul magic has ruined Juratan. Yeah, Theme they, you know, ruined survival. Juratan. That's going to be like Juratan's big thing, right? Is he's just like uh, we're trying to find a home. Like he but if we the... keep doing this, we're going to just fuck this world up as well. Yeah, like another one, another one. Yeah. And if you look at like, and they could this is at the start, like he could be leaving from here, the home with the frost wolves, going yeah. to the dark portal, and as he leaves, it's a barren wasteland. Yeah. There's no snow, kind of thing, and he can be like, there used to be snow here, and now there isn't. Mm-hmm. And like, so Duratan wants to settle a world. Yeah. Blackhand wants to conquer. Yeah. And Goldan wants to corrupt. He wants to destroy. Corrupt and destroy, yeah. So on one hand, you've got Blackhand, who is bloodthirsty as fuck. On the other hand, you've got Gul'dan, who is ruining this world. And, you know, whenever Blackhand opens his mouth, it's Gul'dan. It's all Gul'dan's words you're hearing. So he's like, mate. This isn't this isn't right. This isn't the horde. This isn't what we used to be. This isn't all culture. This is something else. And Ogren could be like, well, yeah, but we must remain remain loyal to our people. So, hmm, yeah. And well, I, I still want to keep the sort of scene with the translation going from orc to English. Yep. I just don't think it's necessary, at least in its sort of current form, because we don't need Juritan to try and reach out to the humans. That you know, they they already have something in place where if you have it like a leadership dispute, the Makkara. Also, again, is this for someone to challenge for the war chief for control of the horde, or is this just a fight that happens between two old orcs or any old orcs? Actually, yeah, well, literally, <laughs> what was the point of them meeting yeah. the humans? Yeah. I mean, I did like What they whole- ask for? They were like, can we, like, yeah. you yeah. distract the army and we'll fuck Gul'dan yeah. up. But yeah. it's like, you've already got yeah. trial by combat or whatever it is. Yeah. Just do that. Yep, that's, that's so, what the fuck. So I'm doing that anyway. Yeah. Oh, I mean that. Oh, I like the that sequence of its own was pretty cool. I liked having the orcs under the rubble and then yeah, it was cool. Rises. Yeah, it was nice. cool action. It was like, a cool I didn't action realize scene, that but... orcs were borrowers. No, nope. when was that established? But I would okay. have taken so long to do. <laughs> <laughs> Big green orc. <laughs> so like that. Was... Basically, you just hire out to someone in China to uh, do it for you. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so. What is the Makkara? Is it again? Is it a fight that you 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 know you're two two orcs with a dispute? You're like, ah, oh, let's fight this out. Or is it like, are you? Is it a leadership battle? Like, I know it's a leadership battle. Like, it, that's what it is. It's a leadership battle. It's it's battle for control of a, um your clan, or in this sense, the war chief. Okay, because I I watch it and I just think, no, you can just challenge anybody. Mm. No, it's mm. a it's a it's a leadership cl- it's a leadership battle. So okay, why did Juritan fight Gul'dan and not Blackhand? And if it's a fucking traditional like leadership battle. Why does Blackhand challenge Lothar? That doesn't make sense. Because now, isn't Lothar the war chief? <laughs> Fuck this film! <laughs> All right? That would be pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Lothar goes to fight. Everyone's like, oh, it's the war chief. Everyone's like, oh, this movie got weird quick. So again, Okay, so in the context of the movie, then, it can't be a leadership thing. No. It's just, uh, i got to beef with you let's, one-on-one let's, fight. Uh, fight. Yeah. Exactly. But right. it shouldn't be that. It should be a battle, a battle for the leadership of your tribe. So, again, why did Yurishan fight Gul'dan and not uh, Blackhand? So, anyway. Stop making me think about the actual movie. Get back to your one. <laughs> anyway, Yurishan can have his beef. 
but it doesn't go anywhere. They'll be like impotent rage for a bit. At least not to the point where he's orchestrating a meeting with Stormwind. Uh, Orgrim can even suggest the Makara to him, and Jurichen can be like, ah, but I'm a father now. I have personal responsibilities. Maybe in my younger years when I didn't have anything to lose, but I need, like, I, I have so much to lose now. I can't abandon my child. And this conversation can be interrupted by the blow of a horn or drums of war, you know, sounds of that, basically. Something to be like, okay, we're going to war now. It's time. Back in Stormwind, Garona can be telling Lane about the portal and that there's captives to be set free, and they can go tell the king to maybe send a recon mission out there to see what's up. Maps. So many fucking maps. Uh, And then we can hear the the horn being blown. The orc warband is here. So now we get a big fight in Stormwind. Shit's very hectic, and the majority, you know, maybe not foul-inflicted, again, to kind of show that, okay, there's been a bit of dissension in the ranks. Um, This isn't the full orc attack force, but it is a big one. And suspiciously, Gul'dan is absent from this fight. Mm-hmm. So they attack, things looking pretty grim um, for the orcs, and the same thing can happen as the Medivh barrier thing in the past, but it's at the gates of Stormwind, and Lane is watching his father, the king, instead of Lothar watching his son get Much killed. Yep. And then you can do this you know, at the gate, a lot of soldiers, and Lothar is there, even Garona, and, and seeing that some of the orcs, you know, uh, seeing Garona there, they're, they're kind of pissed, they're like, what the fuck is a half-orc, at least, you know, or an orc or whatever, siding with the humans, we're getting angry. And King Adamant there, warrior king, you know, fucking swinging away. The barrier happens. Lothar and the king are on one side and, a, and with a bunch of soldiers. And Lane and Garona and Cadgar and that are on the other. And, you know, and, and they can fight, you know, very, you know, valently. You know, it's here we see Lothar as a capable motherfucker. But ultimately he's pushed away. Maybe he falls into like a moat that's there or something like that. He goes down, but he's not killed. And then it's the king's last stand, the warrior fucking king, while his son and a lot of the citizens of Stormwind are watching. They are watching their king fight for them with no no help. Adamant is yelling at Blackhand that he's lost. You know, go back to where you came from. And to his credit, he's right. There are a lot of dead orcs around. Adamant can be, you know, I will, you know, I promise I will rid the, the land of the curse of you orc filth. And he can be very, very aggressive with it. And so he can just be like full on being like, yeah, I know I'm probably going to die now, but I'm going to try and at least intimidate this motherfucker to fuck off. So he can just be like, whatever, mate, come at me. Garona can be yelling the translation through. Maybe Blackhand can be yelling shit back. So, you know, there we get that shoehorn, that translation scene in. Maybe. I don't oh, know. I think that'd um, be a bit funny to see. He's like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. he said he doesn't like you. <laughs> I'll tell him I don't like him either. All right, um, hang on. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, or, or even just um, telling Lane, like, who's watching his father, she can just be telling Lane what Blackhand is saying. Like, he's not going to back down. He's not going to back down. Holy shit. And your Cadgar can be yelling at Medivh to lower the barrier. You know, you protect your fucking king. Cadgar is just, you know, not very happy with this at all. Lane can also be yelling at Medivh, like, this is a royal order. Stand down. Stand down. Lower your barrier now. What happened with Medivh in that moment, Mike? Uh, he was just consumed by making the magic thing, and then he collapses a bit. So he was just, like, completely out of it. He's yeah. just like, yeah, all right. All right. So... Of course, Blackhand goes to strike Adamant. But Adamant, fucking warrior king, moves. Blackhand misses. Adamant strikes and cuts off his hand. So he's looking like, fuck, man, Adamant can hold his own. Or again, you can use the boomstick if you want to have that boomstick scene where he shoots him in the hand. That was pretty cool. So whatever. But, you know, this doesn't stop Blackhand. You know, he he still is a, a bit of a fight and he still runs through the king. Or at least someone else runs him through. 
the king's dead. And maybe like an archer or a, a throwing axe or something like that from the orc band behind I him. I like Blackhand doing it. That That's the sort of fight that uh, everybody benefits from, really. Potentially, but then if he doesn't have the killing blow, that means that Blackhand doesn't get the prestige. And it's also kind of very dishonorable. You know I what would I have mean? them. Edit, yeah. No, I still want to protect Blackhand a little bit. Mm. So you know I'd when, have him do it. I'd you know when Ned Stark fought Jamie and they're duking it out and it's yeah. pretty even and then some prick just stabbed, stabbed yeah. him in yeah. the back? I would have something like that. Like one of them yeah. gets him from behind. And then you can still have like um, Black Hat, like it's Black Hat or Black Hand? Black Hand. Black Hand. He's not from a Western. <laughs> <laughs> he could be. I wish um, it was. Mm. Still have Black Hand like when he's down on his knees would have cut his head off or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. So but yeah, something- I, I don't know if I like him like besting him in a one-on-one. Yeah, I could. Uh, I it, think it would be that- cool to see if he cuts off his hand and Black Hand just goes, "Okay, you're fucked, mate." Yeah, you're <laughs> fucked, mate. But he tries to attack him, but he holds him home. And then I think maybe another orc again, the whole Jamie kind of fight. Yeah, sla- you know, mm. in the in the in the calf. Because again, this is kind of showing Black Hand's also his downfall of uh, uh, the humans are stronger than you expected, and the better and tra- fighters than you expected, and the. Uh, the Horde isn't yeah. exactly prepared for this in its current state. If and only also, it had some option to make yeah. the Horde stronger. Yeah. Also, <laughs> and also to go against the whole traditional thing. Because, yeah. yes, in tradition, it is two people fighting and that's a, fa- a fair fact. That's very honourable. Yeah. But if someone comes in and stabs King Adam in the leg and then Blackhand is like, I'm fine with this, and then takes but his head I've off. I've got a fix for it. Yeah. Do that. And the other orc does the whole leg stab thing, whatever. And they get back and presumably Gul'dan... Fells up mm. Blackhand. First thing Blackhand does when he's all strong with the fellas, kill the orc that did the. No, oh, yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. D- cool. Dishonorable thing. So there's, there's something like along the Do you have Lothar that. see this though, or is he like passed out? Uh, I don't know. Maybe even. It doesn't really matter uh, not... if Lothar sees it because you want uh, Prince King Lane to Lane, see it. Yeah. yeah. So like Lothar can be a sick cunt and he can be knocked out. He can do something. I, I just, I like the idea of him being on the side with uh, Prince uh, King Adamant and showing off his. Like sweet skills, or yeah. as the thing, the barrier could happen, and Lothar could be on the other side, and also having impotent rage with the rest of them. Yeah. But- I like it. You can have them on the same side, uh, the king and Lothar, and then when the king starts seeing that, okay, there's like two of us, and there's a good thirty orcs here. I'm just going to shove you like into the moat, Lothar, so you're away from this because mm. you're too valuable to die here. Yeah, something like that. And then Lothar can be like, oh, "Damn it, you proud dick." Yeah. Or like even shove him, and then he's climbing the moat. And by the time he gets climbed at the top, it's t- too late. Or it's a scene they deleted from um, Battle of the Five Armies. I think maybe you were telling me about this, or somebody was telling me about this. Probably Gabe. Oh, might have been oh, Gabe or Tom. Anyway, we're in. They have that final fight between Thorin and Azog on the ice. Yeah, mm-hmm. they filmed this, and they didn't. It's not even the extended edition, but they did actually film it. It's in the script where Azog is killing Thorin. And Dwalin, who's been like Thorin's right-hand man for three films, is running towards him, trying to get there in time to oh, save that, Thorin, but cool. he doesn't make it in time. Aww. That would have been great. So you could have a similar thing like that in this, with Lothar running to get yeah, to his yeah, king, yeah. to save his king, but then just failing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to have like uh, something like that to kind of also give Lothar a bit more of a <clears throat> heartbreaking yeah. moment. Because again, Lothar in this film is, is less of a, a main character and more just like, I'm here to protect my king and I'm just going to be a sweet cunt with sword. So, whatever happens, the king's dead. No one is happy. Cool. Khadgar is now just bursting with rage. Like, fuck, he's so fucking mad. Just bursting with, like, magical energy. And he's like, Medivh, what are you doing? You know, there, you know, there is a beat. And, like, Medivh is up on high. 
and he just collapses. The barrier falls, and Khadgar unleashes. Just unleashes some sort of magical blue bullshit attack uh, and takes out many an orc, but narrowly misses Blackhand. Blackhand can be very close, see what's happening, and duck out the side yeah. or fucking roll or him or he's whatever it happens, but basically kills a lot of orcs, but not Blackhand. Juritan and Ogrim can see this, and this just further reinforces to both Juritan and Ogrim that Blackhand is unfit to lead. So they flee. Medivh collapses. Khadgar is drained. Maybe same thing. He's just fucking down now. out. Uh, Medivh needs to go back to Karazhan. And Khadgar is like, look, I'll teleport us. And Medivh is like, no. <laughs> ah, shit. Because this is a, is a bit of a, you know, this is a, it's a victory moment. And while sort of described as very much a downer moment, they protected Stormwind. So this is what I really want to be like, a victory. They're very high and then a quick low. So I think it's called... I want to say it's a phallic victory. Syric. Syric. Sorry. Yeah, something like that, where you win, but it's a <laughs> but such a great cost. It's definitely not phallic. I no. knew that was wrong. <laughs> I know what phallic that means, victory. but it's the only thing in my head, as it is <laughs> most days. So um, maybe maybe adamant Ferric, instead of it. getting... Ferric victory. Ferric victory, yes. Yes. So... I don't know, uh, maybe Adamant survives the initial attack by Blackhand and his troops. Um, and so when the uh, um, the barrier falls and Cadgar attacks, a- Adamant is alive, but he's wounded. And it, it doesn't look too bad. But when they soon, you know, take off the like the armor or whatever and they see the wound, it's just this festering, fallon-fused, dripping bullshit. And you're like, oh, mate, you are just, oof, you are full to the brim of fell. You are not good. Oh, shit. Um so again, that drastically high moment, and they all fall apart very quickly. So either Adamant dies by getting his head cut off, or he dies from a foul wound. I, I don't know what's more impactful, but we can kind of play with either either yeah. idea. So Adamant is dead. Orcs are fleeing back to the main encampment, and as soon as you know, uh, Kadgar teleports himself and Medivh into Karazhan, things are awry. Yeah, there's green flames everywhere. Uh, that morose guy that we see in the film is just we we just see him here, and he's like all fucked up. He's got green flames for eyes. He's kind of looks a little bit undead. He's like, you should not be here, apprentice. And there's other hooded figures around the pool. Some human, some orc. And Medivh can be like, I'm so it took me a minute to work out what you meant by pool. Yeah, like, why did they have a pool? That's a strange <laughs> thing to include, damn it. But no, there was a pool. In the there movie. was a pool. And then, you know, Medivh can be looking at his apprentice being like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I've done. And again, the same speech that he sort of gave in the film, you know, things, yeah. there, there are things I just don't remember anymore. Um, and then he can give Kadgar his stuff and just tell him to go before he has to kill him. Just to be that little last mm. little human moment of, Kad, of, of Medivh to be like, please go before I have to kill you. And Kad. Cadgar can fuck off. All right. And this is where we sort of enter the home straights. And like the film we got, I haven't really explained why Medivh betrayed the humans, but I like to think I've made it a bit more clear that it was the Fell's influence that yeah. did this. Yeah, I think that's enough. Yeah. Anyway, Lane, the newly appointed king, is sitting in the throne room, sending out frantic letters to other kingdoms, you know, other races, telling them that we need their help, informing them of the king's death. Lothar interrupts him, saying that they won't come. And if they do, it'll be too late. You said yourself, there's a portal, and it must be stopped. Now, I, I like the meeting that we sort of got in the film. Like, I wouldn't mind that meeting between, like, you know, the the king and all the other sort of the factions. Yep. But I've kind of rushed this with Medivh, with the Medivh reveal. So we could take a moment to let everyone sort of breathe and have the pace sort of slow down a little bit to kind of yep. give that, that, that sort of breathing room. And so when they sort of Medivh collapses and Khadgar kind of collapses, they're just sort of in 
Stormwind kind of recuperating. And, you know, Cadga can be looking after Medivh and he's like, you know, how long have I been absent? And he's like, oh, okay, it's a couple of days or maybe just over a week or something like that. So that sense of time passing that this film currently kind of lacks. That way, the leaders of different races can sort of come and have that meeting, and they can also be a little bit more, you know, standoffish. Like, yes, the king died, but he died protecting the people, and it seems they weren't a threat, and we can deal with them when the time comes, or we can't deal with that because we're dealing with insert random race-specific bullshit, i.e. trolls are arcing up and being kind of dicks, so we've got to deal with that. Again, world building. <laughs> you know, this slows us down. But yeah, it lets us see some of the politics. Maybe even lets us uh, see some of those relationships building between Cadgar and Medivh. Or those, you know, Cadgar, Medivh, and Lothar and Lane. And we can kind of focus a little bit on Garona as well. You know, I'd cut the whole, again, that whole love triangle thing with Lothar and Cadgar. And if they were going to do something, you know, have that with Medivh. And, and, and this is where you sort of do it. That sort of thing where she's now looking after Cadgar. Uh, sorry, looking after Medivh. So, you know. Keep- so she stayed in Medivh with Medivh in the. Mm. Thing Rob. Okay. The idea would be after the Battle of Stormwind, that the humans win, Cadgar and Medivh are kind of not doing well, but Garona is there to being like, I'm going to look after them and sort of build up a relationship with um, Medivh. Okay. Very, very, you know, briefly and very, very shorthandedly. You know, um, you have them build up a little bit of a bond, so when she eventually has to stab him in the back, oh, it hurts more. And then when Medivh can be, I need to go back to Karazhan, Cadgar can joke about how, you know, look, it's probably fine. That morose guy is looking after it. You know, it's fine. And you know when you tell a, tell a joke and you get zero laughter? No. And, okay. So you know when you tell a joke, Sean? Yeah, <laughs> and all, you get, all the time. And you get zero <laughs> laughter. So that happens. Like, so Cadgar is making a bit of an offhanded joke about how, like, you know, Morosa was busybody sorting stuff. And then just Medivh is just silent, almost looking kind of like he's being wounded <laughs> by that comment. And that can sort of lead to that minor reveal, like, you know, that, that like, what the fuck is going on, Cad- like, you know, uh, Medivh. And then, then Cadgar can port to, uh, with Medivh to Karazhan, yeah. and rather than just sort of leave again, have a little bit more of a mage fight um, with the people that are there, and then teleport back. So either way, tele- uh, Cadgar teleports into the room where King Lane is there, and, you know, it's, it's like, fuck, man, Th- things are a lot more grave than we thought, and passes out. Because, again, I like the idea of ma- magic taking a toll, Yep. On people and like yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cop out when people pass out with the thing, but yeah, fuck yeah, it. no, no, magic here. should have a price. Yeah, so, I like that he's doing the whole. There's a troll in the dungeon, but yeah, <laughs> a little bit. So it's like okay, shit's, things are a lot more great than we thought. It passes out, and then from there we cut back to the orcs. Kuldan is now because he wasn't in that fight. He's now making headway into bringing more orcs through the portal. Um, some of the war band who weren't involved in the battle at Stormwind are raiding nearby settlements. So we get that nice, you know, following of the river shot that we got. Yeah. You know, things are progressing. Blackhand, you know, can come back with his tail between his legs along with the survivors. And Gul'dan is like reveling in this misfortune. But hey, it's almost time for the portal to be, re- um, to be reopened. And, and what's that? Have a gift of fell to get, you know, your hand back and be a bit more powerful. And then you can have that guy, you know, him being like, you, you stole that kill from me <clears throat> in, the, in the throat. Right. Good. So Durachin can go to Draca and tell her that, like, hey, maybe flee. I'm going to go challenge Blackhand for the leadership of this whole, uh, uh, for the leadership of the war, uh, the war chief position. So um, if I lose, please, please go because things aren't going to be good. You need to flee with, you know, the child. And you can re- you can name the child there if you really want or just whatever. It doesn't matter. Again, if we go for that room to breathe option, this lets those sort of relationships build up as well as see some, you know, of the factions within the horde start to crack. So, you know, okay, since we, you know, 
we lost. You know, this this clan has abandoned the horde, and they're chuffing off over that way. And you know, it's over there now. And oh, and, and this was you know, we lost Stormwind because you know that clan is so weak. Or you know, we would have won if it wasn't for that kind of clan. So again, if we're going for that breathing um, option, having that sort of descent within the Orcish tribes to be like. You're weak, you're strong, this, this, this. And you can kind of see them kind of already falling apart and scattering to the winds because then that's sort of showing that the orcs are now out in the wilds of Azeroth, maybe doing their own thing, setting up their own settlements. So then if we eventually do Warcraft 2, these orcs are now established as not just in that final battle and not being a unified orc group, but are kind of out in the wild. <laughs> so after Cadgar's return, the next morning, two things are happening. Over in the human side... Cadgar is waking up and telling them that they need to storm Karazhan. And on the orc side, Gul'dan is getting ready to open up the portal, but Durton is able and you know, is about to challenge Blackhand for leadership of the orcs because that is what Makara is. It's cool. a challenge for the leadership of the fucking orcs. Dope. So King Lane sort of is like, all right, Lothar, uh, I want you to go lead the troops to take the fight to the Black Portal um, to free all the prisoners. Yeah. And myself... Cadgar and Garona, uh, we're going to go and deal with the Fallen Guardian. All righty. So the fight of Karazhan uh, doesn't include a giant clay golem because that was kind of dumb. <laughs> but instead, we're dealing with the, the horrors Karazhan has to offer. And again, if you want, fucking, there was a raid in Karazhan from World of Warcraft. You can use that for inspiration if you must. But at least some of the acolytes of Medivh, and you can you know, call, they can call themselves like acolytes of Sagaris, uh, as a bit of a nod to the wider, wider universe and and to what's happened to Medi, like um, he's he's just he's kind of been controlled or at least been influenced by a, a very evil titan kind of creature. Yeah. So our our trio fight through that and they confront Medivh, who is already in the process of helping you know, open the portal. He doesn't need to turn into a demon. In fact, I wouldn't have him turn into a demon. Oh, but it looks so good and yeah. felt so natural. Mm, so just that's happening. So over in the Orcs, same thing as the film. Gul'dan is saying that they don't have time for this. But Blackhand is like, you know, we must respect our traditions. The Makara is sacred. <laughs> and they fight, and it looks like Jurachan is winning. Sure, it's, you know, blow by blow. But he's holding his own against the Fallen-powered Blackhand. You know, Ogrim is witnessing, you know, this. Like he's that witness, because that's very important in the Makara, to have sure. someone to witness that. And he's watching this all unfold. And Gul'dan is pissed off as this is just wasting his time. Now, Gul'dan is getting a bit impatient. Like, for fuck's sake, we've got a schedule to keep. And we have no time for the shenanigans. So, you know, he goes up to several of his lackeys in the Shadow Council, all just green orcs. And he's like, find Juritan's mate and his spawn and kill them and that ungrateful whelp. You know, because, again... Kuldan could be kind of pissed off with Juritan because, like, I saved his child and he's wasting my fucking time. I have no time for his insolence. Kill his fucking child and kill his fucking wife. Fuck I'd, this guy. I would change it to be like, no, kill his wife, bring me the boy. Hey, mm. that's good. That's good. That. Mm. So his guys are like, yeah, that's sick. We'll do it. So um, we can have that baby floating down the river if we want at some point. Or we can just assume that they're going to kill both and if we do have a sequel that's where we pick things off we from Draca. Hmm. uh last we hear from her is that juritan being like please leave so she can just chuff off and that's the sort of end point of that oh, so you don't yeah. resolve her in this film i you don't have to like we can but we don't have to it, okay. again it's it's really up to like you know if we're doing for pacing but that's something you'd easily cut out if yeah. you needed to but yeah if you wanted to it doesn't add anything but doesn't necessarily take anything away so either way, the fight draws on, and we can cut it up with you know the Medivh fight, switching between the two. 
From the sidelines, you know, Gul'dan is yelling at Blackhand to end it and eventually gets so fed up that he does what he does in the film. He drains Juritan's life force in front of all the orcs and fuck, they are not happy with that and there are some consequences there. Good. Blackhand isn't happy with that. Fucking Juritan gets up, he taunts Blackhand and Gul'dan. Perhaps, you know, maybe Gul'dan... I see I probably should have challenged you for control of the orcs. And everyone's like, oh, snap. <laughs> you know, it's a bit of like a, ah, oh, see, this was going on. And that, and that can piss off Blackhand so much that, you know, while a very weakened Juritan is about to square off now with Gul'dan, Blackhand attacks him. You know, and he fells him good while screaming, I am the war chief, kind of thing, getting real good. fucking fed up. Because yeah. right now... He's just insulted him in front of his whole fucking band, and he's upset. And so, of course, when you're like that upset, any sense of tradition just goes out the window. Sure. So, same thing in the film. If we want to turn sort of Blackhand to a giant foul monster, some can leave and get absorbed and put into Blackhand, but I kind of hated that. So, uh, let's scrap that. Let's say he doesn't turn into a giant foul monster, and he's just a sick cunt. Yeah? Just a little bit of foul. A little bit of foul. Not Not a giant green monstrosity. Cool? So... While everyone is murmuring, uh, news of the humans' attack is imminent. And Orgrim, you know, yells at Blackhand, you know, this isn't finished. And then they go in and deal with Lothar's troops, okay? So, yeah. you know, there's clearly some fallout there. Everyone is like, you done did bad, mate. But humans are attacking, so they can't quite deal with this just yet. Back to Lena Medivh, have a bit more of a battle. Medivh is throwing this at them, and Kadgar is countering, and Garona is trying to get around the back of him, and Lena is attacking him head on. And all this can be, you know, very emotionally cathartic for Lena. You know, he's now the king, he trusted Medivh, you know, we all did, and, you know, they can keep on fighting, and that kind of nice little kind of back and forth banter. Even Garona can kind of have a few lines in there and shit like that. And fucking Kadgar to be like, mate, I was your fucking apprentice, and this is what you did. This is what you did for the last six years. Piece of shit. Back to the Orcs. You know, the Gul'dan is helping, you know, summoning the Dark Portal. Orcs are pouring through, joining the fight. You know, it's hectic as shit. And, you know, that's when, you know, Gul'dan starts meditating or something. Basically, what I want here and what I want to try and get across is that he's somehow linked to Medivh. So I don't know how we do that. You can just, that could be your transitioning editing point between the two fights. You go through Gul'dan and back to Gul'dan. Yeah, and maybe they're doing the same gestures, the same kind of thing. Something to do with the fact that these two are now linked, because that's very, very integral and very important, actually, in the in the law, weirdly, that these two are sort of connected at this moment in time. So we can cut back to Mediv and, and Lane and that. They get the upper hand. Corona stabs him in the back. Kadgar gets him good in the heart. Lane cuts off his head. He falls down. That big shockwave that fucks up the surrounding, that still happens, and that's good. And we go back to the orcs, and fuck, as the same thing happens, Gul'dan falls down unconscious. So there's got the same kind of things like, you know, he can fall to his knees, Medivh can fall to his knees, and the same kind of stuff can happen. As, you know, Medivh falls back, Gul'dan falls back. Yeah. The portal closes. At the orc side, everyone, including the humans, are like, the fuck just happened? In Karazhan, as it's crumbling, Khadgar tells Lane and Groner to go help Lothar um, as he does some magic biz. So, you know teleports those two away he turns the green you know pool back to blue and then he starts opening up a portal to Stormwind instead of you know Draenor so you know the whole thing where where Medivh is like Stormwind 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 we have that now with Khadgar being like fucking summoning a portal and so the giant portal is now sh- you know showing Stormwind oh yeah Lane and Groner pop up in front of the dark portal with Stormwind behind them. Lothar can see this, and that's when that giant surge gets pushed forward. They free the captives along the way, or the orcs are like, the fuck is happening, as Blackhand tries to gain some kind of control. And here you can have some of the orcs being like, nah, we've lost. Scatter. 
some being like, nah, we can keep going, and they keep going. Uh, and it can play out the same way it does in the film. Orc's going through the back, Cadgar is holding the portal open, but Karazhan is falling apart, so there's a bit of tension. You know what I yep. mean? So it's like, okay, they haven't, they've won, but uh, something they've might still happen. Right? Yep. So everything is going through, but like in the film, the portal closed because the damage to the tower is just too much. So now we have King Lane, Lothar, Garona, and a bunch of soldiers at the base of the portal, surrounded by That was another sides. great moment in the film, actually. Mm. I really like that one, all the, like, the refugee prisoners are yeah. trying to get through, and they're just... It disappears and there's a ton of orcs on the other side. Yeah, that was yeah, that was, that was really, really nice. So same thing again. He's like, Good. we've won, but oh shit, we haven't. Mm. So um, they're surrounded by all sides, and Black Hand is walking up to them, and Groner is like, challenge him, just challenge him now, just say Mac Garage, just say whatever the fuck you can to challenge him to try and to spare something, and you know they're ready for a fight. It's a bit of a stalemate. So the orcs, you know, bit of disarray. A lot of people are wounded and. Gul'dan has clearly fallen, and so King Lane steps forward, and Garona is translating that he wishes to do the Makara. Black Anne, you know, sees the crown on his head, and he's on his armour, and he looks at his now gross foul hand. He just, like, shakes his head and says something like, fuck the Makara, because this point he's had enough. I really hope that's a genuine line from the film. <laughs> fuck you. Well, it's what, it's M, we can include one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he goes to attack. He's like, nah, fuck this bullshit. You know, our whole plan has fallen to pieces now because Gul'dan has done, clearly done something sus. These guys are fucking everything. I've had enough. So fuck tradition. Fuck everything. This guy's father took my hand. I'm coming for your head. So he's about to swing. But a giant fucking hammer comes from the side and just smashes Black Hand in the head. And again and again. And there's Ogrim wielding his goddamn doom hammer. Or you can stab him in the back with a spear, whatever. No, no, no. He's First one. Doomhammer. Yeah. He's Doomhammer. In the, in the law, he's mm. known as the backstabber, as in uh. the law he killed Blackhand. Uh-huh. So it's again, a bit of not to that. So either way, Ogrim takes him down, and he tells him that, like, the Makara is sacred. You know, Good. Echoing exactly what Blackhand has said before. So everyone, everyone stops. Everyone's like, the fuck just happened? <laughs> no more fighting. And Ogrim and Lane can have a very tense conversation. This is where we can, you know, shoehorn that translation scene in because I like it. Yeah. And it can be simple as, you know, you fought well for your people. You have earned my respect. You are free to go today. So Lane can be just like, well, well where are you going to go? And he's like, well, the portal is closed. I guess this is our home now. And Lane can be like, well, shit, mate. You know I can't let that happen. And then Ogrim can be like, just go home to your clan. And be grateful that you live to see another day and let me do the same. Even Lothar can, you know, pipe up and you can see that these two, you know, orc and human are destined for a real good battle at some point in the future. And they can be a little bit back and forth there. Just sow the seeds right then and there. So Lothar could say, you, you can't stay here. Yeah. And then Doomhammer can respond like, are you going to stop me? Ooh. Yeah. Shit like that. Just a- good. You know, some of the green-skin orcs can be like, Gul'dan would never, you know, do this. And others are like, fuck Gul'dan. And then we can get a bit more of that splintering of the orcs. And the humans with Garona leave back to Stormwind. And then we can have the funeral procession for King Adamant instead of King Lane, because, you know, King Lane has now survived. And we can have a bit of a celebration that victory is Lane can tell his subjects that we fought hard and we won the day and blah, 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 Azeroth is good. Uh, in Stormwind, standing tall, it can be a lovely little closing shot in stark contrast to the ruined city of, like, Orkadon or wherever the place was when we started in the Orc homeworld that we opened with because, you know, the humans survived. Our tenacity and whatever made us, you know, victorious. 
victorious is you know that's that's what makes us great or alternatively we can have you know um king lane uh heading a meeting with the elves the dwarves and gnomes and other factions and be like we're starting the alliance or if you want that as a post-credits thing you can have that mm. and if you want more post-credits things you can have um you know, Draca being chased by Gul'dan's orcs, or you've got Ogrim walking up to Gul'dan, telling him that he's now the new war chief and that Gul'dan better submit to him. Or, you know, something else like the orcs setting up some kind of base. So again, to reflect the fact that they've spent this whole time destroying shit, now they've got to build something. Yeah, you've got a few options if you really want to do a after credit stinger. I don't think you need it. But again, you could always do the forming the alliances, something. Uh, either way, it's taking some of the elements of what we got, and the issues I had with it, and making it a little, a little bit more coherent. A lot more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, granted, I probably could have done a lot more with Corona. Uh, yeah. She was very underused character in the original and yeah. in my own. And as I said before, this was more about trying to take the existing film and and what I feel are sort of minor changes with some sort of uh, larger elements involved. Uh, also, I don't think I really gave King Lane much of an arc. But in my defense, uh, See, did Adwin Lothar have one in the film we got? No, he didn't. No one has an arc. There are no characters in this movie. There are just yeah. people and orcs doing things. Yeah. So, so maybe uh, something about him being like a, a full-heartedly orc racist like his father. Like, Because, again, the, the, the best thing to know about like King Adamant, he's like, I will, this this curse of the orcs, I will rid our kingdom of this. That's the yeah. only thing King Adamant in the lore is known about. So having maybe... Um, King Lane starting at that point as well and then becoming like, hey, man, speaking to Garona and the end with Orgrimmar. Orgrim is maybe a little bit less orc racist. I don't know. Because honestly, you know... I think the uh, King Lane's arc comes in late in the film, which is... It would work really well where he's this prince not ready to be king Mm. and everyone's looking to him. I would switch out for your final, like, dual battle sequences. Switch Lothar and King Lane. So Lane leads his armies ah, against okay. the Horde at the gate. And Lothar, and Lothar takes on. goes on to with Medivh. Because Lothar and Medivh, you could have a bit more of a relationship between them because ah, okay. they were like war buddies or something yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day. So he could feel personally betrayed just like the mm-hmm. dickhead wizard kid mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And they go do that and Corona and Lane. Yeah, actually, because ah, okay. I, I both can't go say Lane. To- I can't say Lane not. Wanting not to being be there in the battle against battle. Blackhand, who killed his dad. Ah, good Lane point. should good be point. there the whole time. Actually, then yeah, that's a you really can good bring point. in Lothar and stuff later. So when the uh, portal to Stormwind, Stormhold, mm-hmm. Stormwind, Stormwind, Stormwind closes, yeah, uh, and all the uh, like orcs the prisoners are, are getting them. massacred by the orcs at the gate. Then Lothar that's when you have Lothar ride in on his ah, uh, yeah. Griffin, like he does in the movie. Except oh, now yeah. he won't be too late and he won't be useless. Yes. See, I, I didn't see I was thinking that as well, but I'm like, oh, I kind of made Lane the protagonist, so I kind of wanted to have Lane there to fighting Medivh. But again, you can kind of switch it up. So, because it is, as much as it is a. As much as, like, Medivh is the bigger bad guy, oh, he in terms of, of, like, power, he's probably the bigger bad guy, but he's mm. the second because he's less interesting than the Orcs. Yeah. And all that. And it's much. And Lane has the personal connection against the Horde. So it'd be good to see that. Yeah. I, I, and I, then I the rest of it can still happen the same yeah. way. Blackhand can still be like, fight me. Or, yeah. No, he can be like, fight me, Blackhand. And Blackhand's going to be like, nah. Nah. Fuck and then bullshit. he gets messed up by Ogrim. But perhaps with the Ogrim thing, I like, because I like having the conversation with them afterwards and mm. them resolving the battle that way. I could see it how Blackhand being the war chief is commanding the battle and he orders Frostwolves to attack you know, the escaping prisoners. And Ogrim just looks at the battlefield and looks at Blackhand and is like, Frostwolves retreat. This is done. Yeah. We're leaving you. And he's like, no. But then all the non-fell orcs mm. sort off. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the fell ones remain and get pretty massacred. 
Mm. And then Gul'dan wakes up to like the end of the battle and sees that and is like, mm. shoves off mm. on his own. So yeah. He's still a threat for future movies. Yeah. And the Horde, by and large, is still fairly powerful and is now, I don't know, I guess, true to its roots with Doomhammer mm. in control. Yeah, because the idea would be... And he can have Blackhand die at mm. uh, Lane's hand in the battle. Oh, yeah. And they can, they, they can, he can accept and be like, fine, I don't care. And then they fight and then he beats him and are not... Slightly underwhelming way, like in the film. <laughs> so underwhelming. But yeah, because it is... It, the idea would be, like, they, they need to have uh, fought against... I don't need to, but, like, they should have fought against Stormwind and fail as the orcs. Fought, fight against Stormwind and fail. Then they scatter, and then Doomhammer becomes the war chief. And then from that, he's like, well, Gul'dan's fell magic was bullshit. Go back to our roots. He goes and basically slaughters any kind of loyalist to Gul'dan. And then he kind of makes a bigger, stronger horde. And they eventually, again, take Stormwind. Perhaps that's the way to do it. Change. Because with you saying um, having the alliance uh, form at the end of the film, with the way it ends, both in your film and in the actual film, I don't get the need for the alliance. Because yeah. the humans sort of win against yeah. the horde. So perhaps the horde should win that final battle with Blackhand and Gul'dan's fell troops mm being a big part of it but not the main part like you could have a rallying around Ogrim mm. and the non-fell orcs and that's what really turns the tide and they win so you've still got the uh, conflict between fell and non-fell in the orc ranks mm. but they have just barely won this battle against the humans so the humans are still sort of weak and they do need to form that alliance mm. to fight against this pending and now very strong horde yeah but in then the- how do you King Lane and that survive <laughs> <laughs> They like it. <laughs> <laughs> in the Warcraft world, is there ever like, um, is it always orcs versus humans? No. See, uh, I, I like the way you've sort of ended it because it leaves it open. I think in the second one, you could have them sort of having to team up against a greater threat or something yeah. like that. Well, that's what kind of Warcraft 3 is. The, yeah. the Everyone, like the and orcs, then Lane's got his, that, you know, team against the undead. Arc of not being an orc racist anymore. He's yeah. got to team up with these guys. And, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, the, the, the sequel is, again, it depends how they go about this. Is that if they go and sort of really go and follow the Warcraft 1, 2, and 3, or they sort of grab elements to be like, no, let's bring in the undead and the mm. demons and shit like that from Warcraft 3 to make things real interesting. And then you have, like, that's why they sort of bandy together and, and that kind of stuff. So, honestly... I just want, I just want this franchise to be nothing but orcs. Same. There's nothing but orcs. Because like, honestly, you could have done as what you said. No, I want some of the other shit that you've talked about. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I love like Torrin. Orcs can team up with the humans. But his know. name's Doomhammer. It is a fucking it, good Doomhammer's name. Doomhammer's a great name. And there's the other ones called, like, you were saying before, like Throat Scream or whatever. <laughs> throat Scream? There's Hell Scream. Hell Scream. Oh, that's so much better than Throat Scream. It's, it's a good. It's, oh, Throat Scream's good as well. But Hell Scream. They, Hell Scream. What real, a name. Real good names and the real good kind of stuff. And the whole troll stuff. Do you is think really my cool. kid would get bullied if I named him Hell Scream, Ed Goose? So. Yes. <laughs> could anybody possibly bully Hellscream? I don't think so, actually. I think you'd probably solve that um, bullying incident. Bullying forever. <laughs> He'd be the bully. Because uh, you, you have, like, there's trolls and shit which are native to Azeroth yeah. and that the Horde end up being, like, uh, pairing with them because they are, like, the trolls are very, like, elf racist because back in a millennia or whatever it is, like, the elves and like split away and then the, the trolls sort of descend from the elves. And so you can kind of have that as well because of the second war because the first war is very much orc for human the second war is when the alliance comes in and so if you go sort of going through mine you're right we probably don't need the alliance just yet because the alliance happens after the fall of stormwind mm. and stormwind is going to be falling next film if we're sort of 
my idea. So it, I don't know. Honestly, you could have done what you said, Goose, before with the Lord of the Rings, uh, having a bit of a history lesson in the first five, ten minutes, like not just of the orcs, but of Azeroth. This is the first war. This was the second. This was the third. This is the bullshit that happened. Orcs came to the portal and nearly destroyed Azeroth, and they did it again. You know, expedition, expedition. We have trail. You know, we have trolls and cow people now. Here's a story we want to set. You know, tell set in the world of Warcraft. Done. Because unlike Lord of the Rings, unlike a lot of the other fantasy places, there are decades of history, and in some cases, if you look at the lore of the um, Warcraft, it's millennia of history. The idea would be to try and find, you know, a story worth telling. And is how the orcs came from a dying world to Azeroth a story worth telling or the downfall of Arthas, you know, a, a better story to tell? You know, it's, it's hard to, to tell. You know, a story of, you know, young Medivh, for example, might have been more compelling as it is something we haven't really focused on before, in at least that I know of, in that, that sort of lore. So while the larger Warcraft-knowing public are like, yeah, that guy's going to turn evil. We just see a young man gifted in magic trying to make contact between worlds and maybe accidentally opens a small portal or several small portals and a bunch of orcs just fall through and are now living on Azeroth and a bit like, fuck is this? Why are we here? You know, then you can explore the curse of Medivh as it was because, you know, quick backstory, uh, Medivh was born with an evil entity in him that eventually battled for control of his body and won. But... I think that's sort of the problem with Warcraft because it is so encompassing and because there are so many potential stories and factions and incidents and threads that you can focus on that when you try to do something like Duncan Jones has ended up doing, which is trying to fit way too much in such limited time, you end up with this sort of like schmozzle of a film. Another potential minor fix is if you did want to include Lothar's, Lothar's son is you have him to be more of an integral part of the story because he is very, very young and a little bit naive. You could make him, you know, a somewhat sheltered character and, you know, his father not wanting him to join the army, but his aunt, you know, got him in there anyways. And so a lot of the stuff that needs to be explained can be explained through him. He like, should have been our... Um exposition monkey yeah, yeah like he's there in goldshire and they're like oh we got to go to the guardian he's like oh papa what's the guardian why am i suddenly 73 years old, <laughs> I 73 years old? so what have you done how oh, dear the godfather goddamn spell chuckers chuckers mm. spells <laughs> so fucking up. look at all this in a line so uh, there are things like even something as that is as some minor fix as it was rather than the giant epic that i ended up <laughs> falling down <laughs> So I, I don't know. I mean, that's sort of like what I would have done to fix Warcraft. It's granted there's some like little changes here and there and there are some major changes here and there. But I think for all in all, it makes for a more coherent storyline. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> it's just a better film. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I just think the world of Warcraft is so in encompassing that to do a story within it it's it's almost like that problem that we had with fan, um in the we we're talking about Ed Gears in the fantasy episode where it was like you know you could do a heist film set in Azeroth real easily <laughs> because mm. they have the the ability to do so you can do a western set in Azeroth because they have the ability to do so and I, I don't know it, it would be kind of almost like a world to be like something something an Azeroth tale like I said uh, last week in the fantasy one Mm. Oftentimes you have to mix fantasy with something else to make it palatable for people. And yep. Warcraft being high fantasy, that's not so hard to do. But they really just should have lent into the war part of the Warcraft name mm. and treated it like a war film. It would have been a lot easier, a lot more coherent, yeah. a lot better to follow. Hey, saving Private Ryan, but saving a private elf. Hey, I'm so looking forward to Rogue One because it's looking like it's a war film. Yeah. And that's... 
amazing to me. Like, yeah, you're right. You kind of have this idea of, fuck it, the, the war is happening. And then you have the exhibition like, there was a portal that opened, blah, 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 portal opened again, deal with it. Orcs are here, that sucks. And then, you know, there's war. Um, the drums of war have happened again, whatever, this is the third or fourth time. Because you could even set this, uh, you know, as uh, World of Warcraft is, which is, I think, you know, say 20 odd years, let's say, after the first incident of, of, of Warcraft 1. Mm. And so you can say, you know, like, you know, there's been three major wars and the fourth war, you know, the... Uh, it again, started in a time of peace of between happening again, which is the what orcs we'll and the humans, and then just yeah, yeah that'd be have good. the same thing happen with Gul'dan just being like, ah, or a new character, or a new character, but you could just still use Gul'dan because it's an adaptation, and it you is. don't have to be completely beholden to it, just yeah. authentic to the spirit of it. Yeah. So Gul'dan, all these characters could still be there mm. and just do the story, but in, from a time of peace, and you have less. You're going to waste less time explaining things that yeah. characters in the world should kind of know already. Yeah. So, again, maybe even said it between Warcraft 2 and 3. We're like, yeah, the, we, we closed the portal, but, you know, there's orcs still around and war's still happening. That kind of sucks. That would make, give the orcs some more stakes as well because it's like the humans beat us and now we can't go home even yeah. if we wanted to. This is our We have home. to win this. Yeah. We're even more desperate now because we've got literally zero options. Yeah. I, I really like that because it just gives them stakes. It's like we don't have a home. Give them and stakes. They're fighting for a home. Go stake. Things that yeah, and I think they're both fighting for a home in this sense. One's yeah. fighting to kind of keep their adoptive home, and one's fighting to keep the ancestral home. Mm. And then you kind of have this. You can kind of if they if they do it well, like what they did with the orc storyline, where they're like, "All right, I'm seeing where the orcs are coming from, so I can relate to that." Yeah, there's but. There's just so much you could do. As you were saying, it's, yeah. this is a massive, massive world, and there's so many choices and so many options of what to adapt and what not to adapt and where to go. Yeah. And, and I feel so sorry for the screenwriters and Duncan Jones for trying, for having to adapt this film, because mm. it would have been an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Like, weirdly, the whole, all the stuff that happened with Thrall, as in, like, the, the birth of this child and all that kind of stuff, that did not necessarily happen in this sort of, like, you didn't necessarily need that to happen. Draka could have just been left pregnant at the end. Mm. And so we didn't have to need a little subplot of a baby orc. Just an idea. Mm. But he was so cute. He was so cute, so furious. No, bro, bro, we get little spikes. <laughs> that would be bad to give birth to. Mm. I think <laughs> any, yeah. I yeah. think orc childbirth would be rough. I think any childbirth any would be childbirth rough. Not our problem, though. Not <laughs> our problem. And on that note, I've been Joel. <laughs> I've been Tom. I've been Sean. And if you guys got any opinions, strong or otherwise, about Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Or pregnancy, apparently. Or pregnancy, apparently. <laughs> uh, let us know. Uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter, at Sandspans Radio. Or I'm personally at GoddammitZamit. I'm at Tom Edgoose. And I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. Or you can email us in, SandspansRadio at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye-bye. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.